Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. I think the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, dailydownforce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item packed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. 
Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NASCAR. We, Darian, with the faces every time. What you, you just, <laughs> hey, you're hello, out, guys. You outdo yourself every single week. Welcome, everyone, to the final podcast episode of 2021. It's been a journey. The championship is now behind us in our rearview mirror, so to speak. We're going to be talking all things Phoenix, trucks, that crazy Xfinity finish, the cup race, of course. We're going to look ahead to 2022 a little bit as well at the end of this episode, but uh, it's going to be a fantastic show. Thank you everyone for joining us. I'm Eric, of course. This is my channel. I'm joined this week by our usual panel. We've got Darian over here, Black Flags Matter. Down this way, you've got Jarrett Lundberg, aka The Iceberg, and you got Danny B from Danny B Talks right below me right below everyone i think on their screen right yeah thank you everyone for tuning in we've got a lot to go over folks but first i just want to say it's been great guys it's been an amazing year i'm not going to get emotional yet maybe at the very end of the show i'll get a little emotional but this is four years now we've been doing this show pretty much every wednesday night we i don't think we've missed a, a week at least not a week where there's been a race i don't think we've missed a week since 2018 i think that's pretty remarkable so uh, it's been quite the journey but let's let's jump right into phoenix we'll start with the cup series race because kyle larson is not only a 10-time winner he's a cup series champion jared who, who picked who, you did you pick truex as well as i did who picked larson i picked here? truex who picked, i picked larson all right i'll start with you then darian darian kyle yeah. larson gets it done how are you feeling when he crossed the finish line <laughs> oh, let me just say this first off i mean congrats to kyle larson man 10 wins the first you know, um, double-digit championship season in terms of victory since Jimmy Johnson 2007. I mean, just the level of dominance he had all year was absolutely phenomenal. But we can't ignore the fact, and it's this. If that caution for David Starr didn't happen, the fan base would have revolted because Truex would have won. And after looking at the final, you know, at the uh, the final non-playoff standings, he was eighth and stuff. And it, and it, you know, would have started this whole debate over again. Should we have playoffs? Blah blah blah. But luckily, that happened, and Kyle Larson's team basically saved him, got him, you know, the much-needed track position in P1, which that was honestly one of the greatest NASCAR pit stops I've ever seen. One of the most clutch pit stops, as a matter of fact. And like, one of the final pit stops with five lug nuts. Uh, what was I think they yes. said it was an 11.8-second stop? 
11.8. I'm wanting to say uh, this. I think I might have heard this from ESPN, so it's probably not a real fact. But <laughs> they they might have said something on SportsCenter that it was the fastest pit stop of the entire season. I doubt that's true. I, I yeah, think I they know. said it was like tied for the fastest, or maybe the second fastest stop by Larson's team this year. Mm, I've seen. Okay. I know I've seen like 11.6 and 11.7 stops before, so I know you can. It's physically possible to go faster than 11.8, but. Not easily. Like Jarrett, would you think Larson winning? I, we can well, actually we can start with what with what Darren's saying about the format because he's got a point. Martin Truex Jr. or Denny Hamlin was going to win this championship if mm-hmm. not for that final caution and that incredible pit stop by Larson's crew. So, say it goes green, what do you think the fan reaction would be like? Well, I I think that uh, I, I personally think Denny Hamlin probably could have got it done still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I think Denny Hamlin would be the only other driver who I think was on the same level consistency wise as Larson. But if Truex wins it because he's Martin Truex jr. And because it seems like every time he wins anything, it automatically becomes like the most boring part of the season. I feel like it would have been last year times a thousand. And I think only because of that and the fact that Kyle Larson is the only driver out there who has comparable fan support to chase Elliott. And if Kyle Larson lost for that reason, the same way in, in similarity to like Kevin Harvick last year, man, it oh. like the, the the chat would be a cesspool right now. It'd be crazy. Like, it would be absolutely awful. I think it, we I think we would actually lead off with that. Like it, it would be that like bi yearly debate of like did the champion actually deserve to win? Um, it would have it would have been like a nuclear bomb went off in my opinion. So I mean. Listen, I'm I'm happy that the guy who I think deserved to win the championship the most won. Uh, but I have to admit that missing out on that great amount of chaos is is a sad thing to think about. <laughs> David Starr saved the day. My Eric. boy, and he's from isn't he from Houston? In the, he wasn't in the Whataburger car this time, but David yeah. Starr in the Whataburger car, baby, he's gonna go down Dude. in the history books. A living infamous legend. That, that should be is. Kyle Larson fans' second favorite driver there forever. David Starr, y'all. He saved the day. I want to say this, you know, because I, I, I think obviously you can make the case for Larson. 10 wins most since Jimmy Johnson 14 years ago. He's a deserving champion. You could argue Hamlin, who I think had the best. By mm-hmm. the end of this race, he and Larson might have actually been tied, but I think coming into this race, for sure, Hamlin had the best average finish on the season. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., I think you could at least make the case that they went into the season with a strategy. We're going to dominate the 750 ovals because that's what wins championships, and this would have been their fifth win of the year at those types of tracks. You could at least make the argument that, okay, they played the game right. They deserve it. Chase Elliott was the only one, in my opinion, that I thought, how are you going to defend this if he ends up winning the championship? But through the first half of this race, at least, I thought he had the best car. I think he led the most laps. I don't know if he led the most laps in the race, but he at least did in the first half. And I was thinking to myself, oh, boy, back to back. He stayed stayed right there with Larson for most of it. I want to say I think Larson ended up leading the most. But, yeah, I mean, I I guarantee you, man, if he wins, you just get, ha Oh, Mickey, yes, the Mickey video. All the Mickey bad, mouse bad, stuff coming Bad back. time to do that with Eric drinking water. And that was a dangerous moment. My PC is. <laughs> and, just, and also, fun. he came close. But really quick, I'm looking at the okay. laps led. He came close. Larson led 107 laps, so, which was the most. Uh, Chase led 94. Yeah, so it's close. Uh, so wow. He came very close. Jared, and also, oh, good. I was just going to say, Jerry, I don't think he was doing the Mickey lap. I think he was doing the, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's the Gooby video, bro. But really quick. The demons fact, told me to. Really quick. Fun fact here, guys. So we have now had seven different championships in the past eight seasons of this format. 
That has not happened since NASCAR's inception. In their first eight seasons, they had seven different champions. And the only repeat champion during that era was Herb Thomas, I think, in 51 and 53. I will I I will tell you what you know you know I'm not the biggest proponent of this format. I will defend this format to the death over any of the pre 1975 formats. Yeah, <laughs> like those were awful. Yeah, just, just want I just want to put that out right now. Like I went when I went back and looked at those, I was like, man, what we have right now, like fans can argue to be on the level of the Winston Cup one if they want to argue legitimacy and all those arguments compared to like there's literally a format that like awarded points partially based off of how much you earned in a race money-wise. <laughs> like, yeah. No just tell me uh, now, it could be worse. Yeah. Imagine imagine that slap in the face. Hey, I know you only won $5,000, but you're also last place this year. <laughs> but it's just funny to me. It's just like, well, I, it's not funny to me, but it's like, it's just interesting because like with this type of format, you know, like does it set – you know, teams up for potential dynasties. Like, I really don't think so. You know, I mean, you have to be really, really good on the, you know, one particular race, you know, because it's one race that decides the championship now. So I don't know. I think I've made my piece that, you know, those days of like Johnson, Gordon, Earnhardt Petty, you know, winning all the, you know, multiple championships, you know, within a decade, I feel like those days are basically over, you know? I I think the shift should focus, the conversation should focus to championship four appearances. I think we talked about on the show last week. I know I did a video late, late last week about this topic, but if you look at the last, you know what, I guess seven, eight years now of a knockout round format and the 2014 to 2016 version was not the same thing as what we have Mm -hmm. today. It was a much worse format in my opinion. Um, But you look at that, you look at who's made the championship four. Bush made it five straight years. Truex has made it five times. Harvick has made it five times. If you ask me who the three best drivers have been the last seven, eight years, I'd say those three. So I will say in that respect, the championship format, the playoff format we have now at least does, if you look at that metric, I think symbolize who the best drivers of a certain era was but you're right i don't think we're gonna ever as long as this format exists see seven time champions again i think that will be unlikely i don't don't think elliot will do it i don't think larson will do it didn't we go like two or three straight years where it was always bush uh truex and harvick somehow made it in championship four probably i wouldn't surprise me logano made it a few times Sprinkling a Keslowski yeah. or a Chase here and there, mm-hmm. a Larson this year, or, like or, or a Joey Short Track Racing. <laughs> Good time. But I do, I do like how in this year's championship four, you know, we saw two young drivers. You know what I mean? Like, like usually in years past, you see at least one. You know, every you know two or three years, something like that. Is so Larson a young right? driver? He's his rookie year was yeah. twenty fourteen. He's in his twenties still. I mean, yeah. like they, he's still I mean, fairly that, young, I mean, man. I kind of can like when I think of like young drivers, I think of. Uh, this is going to be a really weird litmus test, but just bear with me here. Oh, yeah. I think of if like, if you go back 15 years, would at this age, they be included in the Gillette young guns. And yes, oh. Kyle Larson would be included <laughs> in the Gillette young guns. He's in his 20s. There are guys that are like had, 35 in the they Gillette They had young Ryan guns. Newman in there. Yeah. Ryan Newman was not young at that point. They were in their, they were still for the most part in their twenties, sometimes early thirties. I mean, we got, we got to think of NASCAR's fan base here. Like, you know, if you're in your forties, you're a young gun to a lot of NASCAR yeah, fans. Because back then, like a young gun was like, what? And they're like, what? Like age 24 to like 28. Well, something like I, that. I think Biffle I was a young gun at one point. Wasn't he like 33 in his debut <laughs> yeah. season? Like, oh, well, geez. Crazy. Yeah. I saw, so, I mean, I, I would, I would consider him young. I would, I wouldn't, con- you know, I wouldn't consider Logano though at this point because I think having that much tenure, even if you did come in at 18, is still like that has a lot of of a precedence with it of how people view you. It's just how old they're saying Logano is what 31 in the chat. I think yeah, 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 
that's just it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right that he's only two years older than Larson and he was racing in Cup for five more years. I know. Just goes to and, and and I I want to put this out there because of what Jarrett just said. Logano is thirty one. Larson is twenty nine. I just looked up in two thousand six. Jimmy Johnson was thirty one. Wow. Yeah. So to put that in perspective. It's not far-fetched to say, well, even, I'm not going to say Logano. He, he, he'll probably win another championship, but it's not far-fetched to say that Larson couldn't tie or beat that record. It's just going to be tough with this format. It all comes down to one race. If they ever move it back but, to Homestead, sure. But <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. But but Larson is a driver who, in this format, has what it takes to do that. Well, I can see it. A, a, an interesting stat, and I don't know why they didn't play on this on the broadcast as much, is that Larson is now officially the only driver since 2014 to win in the round of 16, the round of 12, the round of eight, and the final round. Wow. He's he won the first half the races. So, I mean, yeah. bound to happen. I mean, geez. Mm. No, crazy stuff. Well, and, and another, odd, another odd thing to think about with how good he's been, and I don't want to turn this into just a giant, like, Kyle Larson is the greatest driver <laughs> ever. I feel, like we, I feel like we, we've seen that too much. Yeah, but I, I, I will say, like, the thing about that's crazy about this year is that Larson won nine of his 10 wins in the last 22 races. Like, yeah, and that's nine. what we got to remember. This season started off as one of the most competitive seasons ever. We went what 11 races and we had 10 different winners or something like that. Yeah. And I think crazy. Truex was the only repeat winner for a little while. Yes. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it was Truex and then Bowman became the next one. Yeah. And then Larson, I mean, it could have been 11 wins this year too. I mean, you know, the Pokemon one been, he almost had could have won Coda could have won, yeah. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. won a bunch of things. Atlanta. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And and then the, won, the, he could have easily won 13 races. And on top of that, he finished First or second, sixteen times this year. He also won the All Star wow. race, and the yeah, one race was designed for him to win, Dirt Bristol, he got crashed. <laughs> That's right, he got wrecked <laughs> early in the race. Looney sixty nine leaves a super chat saying, "Game over." Pretty much, yeah, for the rest of the competition. That's how. That's game over. Yeah, it's pretty good. Game, game over. Yeah. Uh, well, we've we've talked about Kyle Larson quite a bit. I'm sure he'll come up more, but I want to talk about early in the race. Uh, there was some fantastic racing. You know, I know Darian, you're a fan of Homestead. I think it sounds like you prefer Homestead be the champion. And so is IDK. IDK players. Well, he's from Miami. I get that. I get that completely. He loves it. (laughs) Uh, Jarrett and Danny, I'm not entirely sure exactly where you land on this. I think Phoenix is an underrated track. I think it's had some stinkers in the recent years, specifically 2019 when they had high downforce. That was a mistake. It was never going to work. It didn't work. But Phoenix is a facility. And I was there this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's a championship facility. That town, I'll give Phoenix, the city of Phoenix, a lot of credit. They went all out. Giant Chase Elliott posters plastered on skyscrapers downtown. They had Goodyear tires stacked on different street corners with the race. Even the airport. The airport was decked out. Like I'll give Phoenix, the track, and and the city a lot of credit. Yeah, they took advantage uh, of having the championship weekend. They let everyone know it was there. So I, I think Phoenix is more than worthy of hosting the championship weekend for a time. For a few years here. And then at some point, yeah, Homestead's the best mile and a half in the Cup Series. I'd like to see Homestead return as the championship. Maybe a track like Darlington gets it at some point. You know, I'm all for mixing it up, mixing it around. But I think Phoenix is getting a little more hate than it deserves. And early in this race, you saw some fantastic racing between the leaders that I thought, you know, kind of uh, justified that. I'll say that it's not as bad as as it – like the, the last couple of races have been better. So it's not as bad as it was when they announced 
Phoenix is the finale. I think that the deal is though, you know, with like the Homestead v Phoenix kind of thing is that Homestead, if you think about it, when it comes to tracks that hosted the finale is the most significant track in NASCAR history. When it comes to that, it is hosted the most finales crowned the most champions out of any track in NASCAR history. And you have like an entire generation, maybe two that have grown up with it. So I think like, there's there's that little like disconnect with fans where they're like wait this is supposed to be the second to last race of the year not the last one um but i would say i i that five car battle starting out like that was homestead-esque with the kind of racing where you had different guys running different lanes depending on you know how their car was performing x amount of laps into the run um what i would I say that like Phoenix should be somewhere that by 2025, we're still going there for the finale? No. Uh, but if they're going to do a rotation, like, and we'll talk about probably a little later, like Steve Phelps has, has alluded to, um, I, I would be okay, especially with what we have now, again, next gen car is going to be a whole different animal probably. Uh, but with the information we have now, I would be fine with Phoenix being in that like final kind of like, five or six track rotation cut sure yeah i mean you gotta think like too the rotation is gonna be isc tracks and yeah. they're not gonna <laughs> move yeah i i could see maybe going in that round where talladega is so you have chaos at talladega or controlled race at phoenix it's just tough because yeah. in november it has to be a track in the south i think like you know martinsville is as like far north as you can risk going and I, that might be too far north so it it makes it difficult being you know the isc tracks probably get the uh priority there but i would like to see one time bristol bristol is a championship sure. and and i you can't say oh it's too cold because honestly i i experienced college football in lexington kentucky this weekend and i've experienced it in knoxville i've everyone experienced pretty cold temperatures at martinsville honestly it can be done especially as we now are getting to where it seems like the season's ending earlier and earlier bristol the championship race is feasible temperature wise this is kind of an outside the box question. Do you think NASCAR would ever consider a road course as a season finale? No, like, ever. No, I think someday they, they could. The I think they yeah. could someday, but I don't think in the next five good, years for sure. Good, yeah, will happen. Good, good win, Chase or Kyle. <laughs> yeah, basically, but it'll be yeah. Chase Elliott Jr. by the time they do it. You know. <laughs> I, yeah. The the way I think about it is like road course racing would have to grow as a TV ratings commodity mm-hmm. amongst fans to point. do that. Um, and I just think also with what NASCAR, like I, I I'm leaning like 90% no, but I'm leaving it open because NASCAR surprised me in the last couple of years, but it's just yeah. like NASCAR is pushing for like, like just the way that they run races with stages and kind of promote stuff. They're kind of pushing for more kind of tracks that would promote, I won't say short runs, but not as much strategy based tracks, just straightforward tracks for the championship. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine, like imagine if they go to Sonoma for the championship oh. and they're like, Kyle Larson is leading the championship standings, but he can't make it. But then Chase Elliott in 29th will be able to cycle out as the leader with three to go. Oh, that'd be so bad. Us? Like, that'd be so you know, like, terrible. I, you know, I feel like that, that'd be something they wouldn't want to try and do it, especially like no offense to Rick Allen, but he's no Mike joy with that kind of stuff. I feel like he'd be like, yeah. and Truex with the aggression in the pit cycle. Uh, the <laughs> that pit gun is aggressive. Yeah. No, hey, I'll give Rick Allen props. His, his calls were pretty spot on this um, last Wait, week. The Daniel Hemrick Wait. championship call, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a minute, was really good. 
It was great. Yeah. Jared, you forgot to add in. We got a car in the wall. <laughs> you got a car in the wall. Oh, we got a car in the wall. We got a car in the dirt. Car everywhere. Got a car in the dirt. <laughs> Wait, it's going up actually, a hill. Ac- actually, this late in the year, would it? How warm is it? Would it be grass? I don't know. Oh, something. <laughs> I, I want to mention. <laughs> JC Award, and we'll read all the super chats at the top of the hour, so really appreciate the support. But he says, when the Fontana short track is done, and now if it gets done, um, I would yeah, bet money yeah, that that ends so. up being the championship race. And I, I would agree. I think he's probably right yeah. about that. Um, I've, that's interesting you said that because I would like to think that, you know, I, I talked about Bristol. If ISC does move forward with those plans, that would be a good option to have something like Bristol in a bigger market for that. But it, we probably talk about this later, but there has been some rumblings that we don't know for sure if that's happening. Yeah. yeah don't know crazy. for sure. We'll talk about that in just a moment. A couple quick shout outs really quick. Uh, Eric Almarola ends his season finishing sixth. Cole Custer, he was impressive. He ran inside the top 10 most of the day. He ends up finishing 13th, which is all right. Justin Haley in the 77 at a Peacock car. It was, it was an interesting It looked nice. I, so, I liked it. He ends up 26. Just wanted to give a few shout outs. We like to do that every single week on this show. Uh, we also didn't hit on it too much. I know we, we dwelled on that David Starr caution, but... You know, Martin Truex Jr. had the lead because of that super timely Anthony Alfredo caution. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, we don't have to get into, into it really, but I thought that was another key moment of the race that we should at least mention, that that's really what gifted Truex the lead. It was really yeah. the story of Hendrick Carr's good on short runs, Gibbs Carr's good on the long runs, and it ended ultimately with a mostly short run, which allowed Larson with the track position to hold on to the lead. We're talking about the TV ratings, there's some good news here. We'll get to the poll, the famous iceberg poll, in just a moment. Um, but Phoenix Championship got a 1.95 rating on NBC, 3.214 million viewers, which is up 6% from last year when they got just over 3 million viewers. This is the most watched Phoenix fall race in the last three years. So some pretty wow. decent, solid numbers. The best in the post-Dale Jr. era, the ADJ era, the after-Dale Jr. era, um, <laughs> if you will. Um, but decent Dale. stuff. Yeah, I mean, flat or up slightly, I think that's overall a, a pretty solid number. Wouldn't you all agree? That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and we'll, we'll bring it up in the lightning round. There's actually a lot of good TV news, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Darian, you know what time it is. We got to hear what our fans think. It's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll on, on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And I can finally ask it this time. Jared, do we have a new poll record? Yes, we do. It's a new poll record! Oh my Let's go! All my Great meters just peaked. Everything's flashing red. Oh, my God. Jared, what is the new poll record? Well, I just want to say that the previous poll record was the 2021 Coke 600 was 17.7K. Well, we shattered that one. Uh, 18.3 thousand people voted for the finale this year. That's crazy. Most out of anybody. I'm trying to scroll down to all my Phoenix numbers here so I can kind of tell you where it ranks among all the other ones. Um, I'm going to tell you now, people like this race. Uh (laughs) 54% 54% of people said this was a great race. Wow. Uh, after that, 29% said it was good for a net positivity of 83%, which is the highest rated Phoenix race ever on Ooh. the poll. Uh, 11% of you said average, 3% below average, 4% said bad, which means 7% net negativity. Mm. And look at what people said. The first one here, I got, I got it on my phone, so I'm just going to look oh. down while I do this. Uh, the number one comment, says uh from the black hole guy says kyle larson doesn't care about nascar he shows no emotion kyle was literally in tears during the cooldown lap 
I never want to see comments like that again. Congratulations to Kyle Larson on a well-fought and well-deserved championship. Did you hear, sorry to sidetrack, but I, I'm curious what Darian thinks about this. I'm really curious to hear what David Land would think about this. But uh, somebody I, somebody asked him, it might have been Jeff Gluck, might have been Bob Pocker. I think it was Bob Pockers. Would you rather race an F1 race or the Indy 500? And Kyle Larson was like, I don't know. I, he, I, I feel like that seems like an obvious answer. Indy 500, right? Yeah, I mean, Over like, just any yeah, F1 race? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. It's just like I mean, he's not going to win the F one race. He has a shot at winning the Indy. I know, but some some people have different preferences. I guess you know, for American most, open wheel racing, yeah, like most every most everyone I'm I'm hearing uh, I've heard from has said all Larson can do to kind of cement his place as one of the greatest drivers of all time is first of all compete in Indy five hundred, but try to win it, or you know, of course. When winning the Daytona 500 be good, but let's be real. I think he's more likely to win 8500 as a Daytona 500 with his luck and super speedway. So <laughs> yeah, basically. I, but I'm yeah, just... but basically my point was is like yeah, I mean some people just have different preferences. I mean like I mean Larson. I mean I mean you see F1, it's you know worldwide global racing and stuff. I mean only 20 races a year. I mean I can understand why he would you know consider There's that. There's only but like, one I mean, Indy 500. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Like it's the freaking Indy 500. If, if, if you if, win that race, you're set for life. If what year was it when Kurt Busch did it? 2014. Okay, if 2014 Kurt Busch driving for SHR can do it, he got a top 10. By well, the way. that was that was also because Dodge was originally going to set up a team, I think, with Andretti in NASCAR, and they had already set that up, I think, in advance or something, uh, something like that. Yeah. Like that, I think that's why they set that deal up. Um, but we can kind of probably talk about that in a bit. I want to get to this fact here from Mars 07. He left a comment here. It said top ten craziest facts in 2021 NASCAR edition. Uh-oh. Number one. Oh uh, yeah. Elliot only won at new tracks and only tracks with the word America in it. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. That is. Cla- I, hey, that's Cla- a fact. <laughs> Cla- Claudia only read me that one. She said she was looking forward to seeing our reactions to this one. Oh, Number man. two. Eric Almirola is the only SHR driver to win this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in bad season series. Bad yeah, season series. <laughs> yeah, bad season. Stort Haas Racing 2021. Wait, how many wins did SHR have last year between Briscoe, oh, Harvick? They had like close to twenty yeah, wins. It's close to twenty. It's All right. Lot, so number three, even with eleven wins, the fifty-four in the Xfinity series did not win the owners' championship. Oh yeah, it's the twenty-two. Oh uh, well, right. uh, well, they they had tied down, hold them down some. So, right. <laughs> Jesus, brutal. Uh, number four, Daniel Hemrick got his first career win and first career championship in the same race. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Number five, Josh Balicki is officially the first ever RWR driver in NASCAR to run a full season. Wow. Uh, number it took six. A and did you see he completed more laps than like Kyle mm-hmm. Busch and several like Ryan top contenders? Blaney. Yeah, he kept the car on track. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh, and this means that oh gosh, that means he had a top ten because I know another fun fact. Number six, Hendrick has seventeen wins this year, which is the most they've had since two thousand seven when they won eighteen times. Ooh. Number seven, Harvick hasn't won at all this year after nine wins last season. These are some Number- fun facts. Number eight, Martin Shrex Jr. only won at tracks that were one and one-third miles or shorter this year. That's why he was my pick. Pick crew, damn it. (laughs) Number nine, the numbers 2, 16, and 18 were the only numbers in NASCAR to win in all three of the top divisions. Oh, oh. 
Oh, okay. yeah. Almendinger won a cup race. I'm like, yeah. who won the 16? No. Yeah, no. Jeez, all right. You, 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 you missed Biffle? We were I, there. I, I, I literally, my head went to Biffle. Like, it's been a while. <laughs> and then number 10, Quinn Huff still lives up to his glory. Oh, <laughs> no, what? that's not a fun bro. fact. That's not no, dark, no, 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 no. To further put into that, I saw this from, oh, gosh, I cannot remember his name. But he works for CBS to cover NASCAR. There were 31 full-time cars this oh, season. No. 30 of them got at least one top 10. Any guess as to who number 31 it did not is? Good old Quinn have, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a few others. I, w- I looked in the responses to a response to the poll. Oh uh, and one of them is, this is Harvick's first winless season in 12 years, since 2009, when he Ooh. was in the 29 Shell Pennzoil Chevy at Richard Childress Racing. Uh, let's see what else. I'm trying to see if anyone has any other really good ones on here. Um, I must have missed him winning in 20. Oh, wait, no, 2010. It was the McMurray one. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it for those ones. Let's, let's go back to the, the comments just to our mm-hmm. comment. Right. Um, let's see. Mr. NASCAR JG 24 says people, this is the most competitive era in NASCAR ever. Kyle Larson wins <laughs> 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 the championship. Go burr basically wow it started um, off that way it yeah. really did like we were questioning around still the 600 and, if we'd have 16 winners and yeah. it still it still is because aside from larson you had bowman and truex tied for four wins at second <laughs> he destroyed the field this year let's see um i'm trying to i'm trying to find people who haven't commented on here before I'm trying to find the ones that I already had picked out beforehand that have disappeared. Oh, uh, Tank Slapper, I know we've used his before, says mm-hmm. uh, that was one of the longest burnouts I've ever seen. It was. I, I thought he was going to make it all I the mean, way around the track. That was a 0.75-mile burnout. It would have made it mm-hmm. around Richmond. I mean, just, hey, that's the last Gen 6. You don't need to destroy that thing. But also, too, championship flag bus, Kyle Larson. He basically burned out his own flag. I, I, I thought Tyler Reddick had a bet in 2018, and then yeah. that happened. Here's here's one from uh, one of our longtime viewers here, MVR owner. says, I'm sorry, Denny delivers, but Denny Hamlin is NASCAR's equivalent to the 1990 to 1993 Buffalo Bills. <laughs> they both make it to the championship and lose in heartbreaking ways every year. Dude, that's true at this point. I mean, like, dude, Hamlin had all the freaking momentum, like, heading into the playoffs. Like, all of a sudden, you know, the um, Twitter issues, I won't get uh, too much into that. All of a sudden, he freaking starts winning again and then makes it to the championship four goes on a freaking twitter rant after you know the whole martinsville fiasco and still comes up short bro it's just come on man just i i honestly think part of it that his mind wasn't right after martinsville i i guess not i mean like look to be fair though i mean like him and truex qualified outside of the top 10 but we're still able to you know get the cars up there it's worth pointing out that then during during last week's show we found out he was partying with fellow naked men. I don't fellow? know. Who is that old Hamlin man, y'all? That's right. Yeah, yeah. who's that old dude, y'all? In defense of Hamlin, if that race goes green, he probably passes passes Truex for the championship. Let's be honest for a second here. He, he he was he was good. He just I don't think he had the car. He didn't have the track position Larson had. That was the thing we glossed over. It. The Joe Gibbs pit crews let them down numerous times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Let their drivers down. That was really the big story of the day. Which, was, that's. That's so surprising because they're usually the best. Remember, like, mm-hmm. a, like 2018, we were talking about what I kind of dubbed as pit gun communism because the Gibbs guys were so damn good on pit road, mm-hmm. like that they had to uh-huh. even out the pit guns. Yeah, like, yeah. 
They're, Even Kevin Hart complained about good. it. Yeah, he's well, like, Kevin Hart complains about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it sounds like I don't know, kind of based on what Kyle Bush said at the end of the pit stops, that we could see a big change up in their uh, pit crew lineups next year. So it sounded like perhaps something, but uh, how I'm many gonna, more, what other comments do we have, Jarrett? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna refresh it to the newest, and then the and then I'll go to the uh, the first comment. So sweet. <laughs> I'm not reading the newest. Um, <laughs> I'm not reading the. I'm not reading the other uh, two either. Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna go to the. We're just gonna go to the 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 first comment because I'll read uh, one super chat that made me laugh. Flying Gator says Hacklin leads the Coca Cola racing family. <laughs> oh my god! I, I I said him say that on Twitter. That was funny. Dang. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Is it positive or negative for the first comment? A negative, bro. It's got to be many delivers. It's negative. 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 All right. He says, Denny Hamlin, long run and championship. Here we cut. David Starr has yet another hack moment. Brings out a caution. <laughs> Boom. Dang. I think that's negative. That's not like bad negative. It's just kind of a It's downer. negative. It's a downer for yeah, Hamlin fans. Sorry, Hamlin fans. It's a positive for everybody so else. I feel so bad for Denny Delivers. Like, <laughs> I know. That's good. Well, and it's funny as I do those Winston Cup points, and Denny still finished second in those. He two. still, yeah, he yeah. finished second in the so, not playoff points on racing so, records. So. And, so I went through it for my video about Larson. I looked through every format in like the last forty years, and every year Denny, uh, except for this one, Denny Hamlin finishes second to Kyle Larson, no matter what. And wow, the bad thing is, like, I don't know why, because I don't recall him doing insanely great in twenty thirteen. We went, we went to Gen six. I kind of feel like Hamlin might have a bad year next year as we go into this new car. But Maybe. I, don't know. I remember 2013, Kyle Busch and Kenseth tore it up, and Hamlin was kind of the afterthought over Gibbs. Well, well he, he also he also got hurt too. Uh, well, he, he did. He missed a few races. Well, I guess, but out, outside of that, when he was racing, Maybe, he, he wasn't the same. He just may not have been 100. percent That's a good. He point. wasn't the same that's at all. Point. Yeah, he did win the season's finale at Homestead at least. Yeah, so yeah. One wouldn't it matter? Yeah. <laughs> It would matter now, but uh, but yeah. So that was the poll. Thank you all for another good year, and thank uh, you guys. Scream us out, and that will conclude this year's edition of the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. We need to add an instrumental for all of Darian's intros and outros next year. That's we're gonna get on that. We're gonna find someone on Fiverr oh, well. and make it happen. We, we, we gotta get the budget for that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, the cup race was obviously the, the main event of the weekend. Congratulations again to Kyle Larson, Cliff Daniels, Hendrick Motorsports winning the 2021 Cup Series Championship. But perhaps the best race of the weekend is it really a shock. The Xfinity Series delivered yet again. Went on, on such, went out on such a high note. Daniel Hemrick has not won, had not won a NASCAR race in his career. It hadn't won anything. Trucks, Xfinity, even that rookie year in Cup didn't win a single race. But he showed up in the biggest race of his career. His third championship for parents, mind you. He's been very consistent. And he gets it done on that last lap move. Just barely nudging Austin Cindric out of the way in turn four. I was at the track. I was right next to Hemrick's pit box. Directly across from the start-finish line. You'll see it in my video I posted this weekend. It was nuts. It was pandemonium. Because when you're out at Phoenix, you turn around. You can see the big screen. And I had a, kind of a somewhat obstructed view of the big screen. I saw that he was like going in onto the corner like this on Cindric. Where's my hands? He was going in. He was making a move. And I'm like, is he going to hit him? But then they're behind all the buildings. I couldn't see. I'm waiting for them to come out of turn four. And I see... 
uh, Hemrick pulling up side by side. They smoke, they rub right across line. It was absolutely insane. it, It was probably the highlight of, at least for me, watching a race in person all year long. I was pumped up all night long after that. I can only imagine what it was like watching it on TV with the, the goat Rick Allen with the call. But uh, guys, first and foremost, do you think it was fair or foul? Hemrick nudging Cindric out of the way? Fair. Uh, it's completely fair. Yeah. I mean, fair. with this format, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. But doing that since 2014. I mean, you know, I, I still say what happened to Martinsville is fair. This was definitely fair. It, it it's it's fair i mean i i put on twitter and it's funny because i put a complete neutral thought and people like i could tell based on what they thought of of the format would come at me or agree with me on this is exactly what nascar wanted yeah and also like, to emphasize this too daniel hemrick did not expose the system he basically conquered it now if he were uh-huh. to have finished second and not win the race resulting in zero wins for the year but one championship then yes that is a truly exposing system isn't that what we all were like guessing when we were doing picks last week right yeah, like, oh yeah he's yeah. totally gonna finish second win the championship <laughs> we, we, we were like oh probably like oh all guy winner or something like that he'll finish second but but i mean in the end it's not like hembrick dumped you know austin cindrick that was a no. fair racing move anyways in my opinion you know, they, lap, you know he hadn't won before totally fair they were still Pointed forward, coming to the line, you know, just together. Yeah, but still, I can also still understand some of the frustration with him winning, though. Even though, yes, it's a feel-good story and all. Again, looking at the final points and stuff, he was like 135 behind Cedric. I mean, Cedric clearly had the better season. But, I mean, hey, it's here's, a playoff. Huh? Here, here's what you got to look at, it though. Last year, I would say Cedric won the championship when probably he was probably second best. I still say Briscoe yeah. was probably better last season. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. Cindric won it when he shouldn't have. And then, and then Cindric lost it when he shouldn't have, but he's kind of asked for it because earlier in the week during media sessions, he literally said, I wish you'd win already. So we can stop hearing about this. He literally <laughs> said that to Hemrick. Be careful. Bad, what you right. wish for. I, I wanted well, though, because you know, going back to Martinsville, remember Austin Cendrick Grant, he was already locked into the championship four, but he raced Noah Gregson extremely clean on the last lap. Mm-hmm. Only for Daniel Hemrick, one of the cleanest guys in the Xfinity series, to not repay that favor. That's maybe not the right choice of words uh, in the championship. But I'm with you guys. I thought it was fair. I, when you first watched it live on TV, it's unclear if he even touched him at first. It was not entirely sure if he bumped. Obviously, they rubbed as they got across the line, but it was unclear at first if he even touched him. So it was a gentle, it was the smoothest, the silkiest, smoothest of bump and runs. What were you going to say, Jarrett? Sorry about that. Uh, I, I just I pretty much was going to start adding on to more about that. Um, I, I would... How, how do I put this? Um, so, like, we, you know, we talk about, like, the stuff with the system and everything like that. Like Austin Sindrick had the best season overall. And I think this is why, you know, kind of to what you were talking about earlier, Eric, about uh, counting final four appearances more than, than championships, Uh, because let's be real. Like, I know it's a great story, but you're not going to convince me that Daniel Hemrick, like, no, just was the best. I deserve to be crowned as the best driver this past year, the same way that like last year's Sindrick. Um, I mean, it's a good story, and I'm glad he won. And I'll tell you what, it felt good to watch a backflip in NASCAR again. It so, did. From the it roof. Well, yeah. Maybe yeah. nervous for a second. He had been waiting to do oh, that for he, six years. Though. Yeah, he did it from the roof. Didn't uh, Edwards usually just do it from the door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's like, as someone like me who who is, is like very iffy on the format, I, it, I did leave with a bit of a 
bad taste in my mouth, even though it was a good, the fact that it was him made it better for me. Like yeah. it's a good story and all, but at the same time, I'm kind of just like, yeah, okay. I'm kind of blase about it. And man, it kind of same way that I was about Reddick's first championship. So if Hemrick goes out there and just like go scorched earth on the field next year, the way Reddick did the following year, you'll feel better. About I think it. I, I'll feel better. Retroactively. About it. Like and there's a yeah. chance that he could, cause honestly, Seeing the kind of year that Almanenger had in college equipment, it's possible. But also, to another fun fact about this, he uh, Daniel Hemrick joins in a very exclusive club. One career win and and also one championship. He joins Bill Rexford, the 1950 That's champion. That's right. Yeah, so one career win and one championship, y'all. So only but, two. But Bill's championship was in technically what is the Cup Series. This is the first time for Xfinity Series level. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hemrick probably won't end his crew with one win either. He'll go out and he'll win he'll win no. more races. Yeah. I mean, uh, at the, the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is a a very awesome feel-good story, you know. I mean, like all the adversity he went through all year, not winning a race for years in the top 3 series and stuff, and to win on the big stage in the biggest moment to come in clutch like that. It's absolutely awesome, but Again, like I and, pointed out earlier and Jared pointed out, I mean, clearly wasn't the best all season. Whoa, hold and, on a second. Scott McNew with the like Ultra big brain fact here. You want to read it? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, well, I I, I see what he said, but I also saw somebody else tweeted this. But yeah, Hemrick winning and doing that backflip was exactly five years to the day from mm-hmm. the, when Carl Edwards won his last race and did his last backflip in the Cup Series. So uh, yeah, that and Dave Rogers wild. was the crew chief as well. Oh my god, now that I forgot about. That is ultimate big. <laughs> I know, it blows my mind. It's crazy. It's, it's it's kind of funny to think about this randomly here. The last time that we had. NASCAR award ceremonies because last year basically didn't happen because of COVID. So the last time it happened two years ago here in Nashville, uh, Hemrick had just been announced that he wasn't going to have a ride for the next season. No one knew what he was going to do. And I remember seeing him there. He's talking to Daryl Mott and just kind of walking around. It's like, it's like, hmm, I wonder what this guy's going to end up doing. Now, next time we're here for award ceremonies, he's being crowned a champion. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, pretty nuts. Well, uh, obviously the vi- final lap was all about Gre- uh, all about Cindric versus Hembrick, but Noah Gregson uh, put on a show late in this race. You know, he lost track position. He was on a ver- variable strategy at different points in the race, trying to play catch up. Uh, but he was an animal on those restarts. So you know, Gregson came up just a little bit short. Uh, Almendinger was the one ch- uh, playoff, one championship four driver that just never really seemed to have it. I-, I don't know if that surprised you guys at all, but at least Noah Gregson, as he's prone to do, he slapped the wall late in the race. He put on a show. He went. He went down swinging. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of heart, man, on the racetrack. I'll give him that. You you can say whatever you want about him, but the thing about Noah Gregson is is he will put his his heart on his sleeve no matter what, whether it's in the car, outside of it. I mean, the dude literally dropped an f bomb on national television <laughs> because of that same reason. Um, and when I saw him hit the wall, I'm like, you know what? Because I I wanted him to win. I wanted to see. Noah Gregson get the championship this year as much as I just went on that spiel against uh, <laughs> Hemrick's. It, it's just, it, it, it's fun watching somebody who's the villain like that because he is just come through there and, and like make bonsai moves to, to, to basically prove the whole world wrong. Um, but I was, I was content after that being like, you know what? He, he didn't have the car. He gave it his all. We're good. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a fitting exciting. fitting end. Some other shout outs. Uh, I know we're uh, hard on this guy, but Riley Herbst finished fourth. Solid top five finish for Riley. Yeah, Just wanted to give him bad. a shout out. Uh, and Michael Annette in his final career Xfinity Series race. It sounds like perhaps. 
finishes 11th. So not bad, not great. Dylan Lupton finished 15th as well. Just fun fact. Just wanted to throw that out. We're throwing out a lot of fun facts tonight. The most, fun more facts. like the random facts, out of left field facts is what we should rather call it. But um, real quick, talking about the Xfinity Series TV ratings. 0.6 rating. This race was on, I believe this was on NBCSN, the final NASCAR race yes. on NBCSN. Mm-hmm. Next year, everything moves to USA. Um, just over a million viewers, 1.013 million viewers, which was actually up 4% from last year's Xfinity finale as well. So uh, pretty solid numbers for both the Cup and Xfinity race uh, championship races this weekend. That brings us to, we always work in reverse order. So this brings us now to Friday night's truck series race. Now I was getting on a plane late Friday night to go to Phoenix. So I was not there for this race, but I watched this entire race on my phone in this little, in the airport, in this little like pizza bar restaurant. I had a pizza over here, had my laptop here on the terrible uh, airport Wi-Fi to have Twitter and stuff pulled up. I had the race going on on my phone. It was, it was a beautiful viewing experience. And what I saw shocked me. Poor John Hunter Nemechek goes a lap down on lap one in what turns out to be the cleanest truck series race of the entire season. So uh, congrats to Ben Rose. We'll talk about that in a second. But guys, Danny, poor John Hernie, which I mean, bad luck. I mean, right? Is it bad luck? It's horrible luck. I, we weren't able to watch it, but I was listening to it as we were driving up to Lexington, Kentucky. And when Claudia told me, oh, my gosh, it's John Hernemichek. He's blew a tire. And I was like, oh, well, the caution came out, right? No, caution came out. Oh, he's done. He's done. I knew he was done. He Dude, two it, laps down. I won't we, literally, we literally, so, like, I ended up, you know, for some people might ask, I ended up not going to Phoenix just for some reasons uh, and stuff. Like, nothing serious. But uh, I was out to dinner for my dad's birthday, and we had it up, like, at the table on my phone. And me and like a few others in my family are watching and John Hart Nemechek immediately, like with a flat tire, no caution. And we're just like, are you serious? Like all of us, cause whole family's NASCAR fans. And so it's like, are you serious after like the year he's had, like this ends it. Like it just, it did. It's one of those deals where it just doesn't feel real. And it kind of just feels like it, it felt like it was, it was going to start and uh, be the start of like the most amazing comeback for the championship ever. And it just never happened. Cause like you said, Eric, like, Nobody crashed. It was like the one week of the year where everyone just was like, you know what? It's the end of the year. Let's just ride this baby out, man. Let's just ride it out, and whoever gets and then, it gets it. And, we're and then the championship four weren't even factors in this race. Everyone who hadn't been much of a factor at all this year was suddenly a factor. You had Freeson, Chandler Smith, and well, Sheldon Creed was hit or miss, but Sheldon Creed was up there battling for the win. So many people who had been non-factors decided, hey, I want to win. Yeah, I have two things to say about that. So first off, that was like one of the most hilarious championship four moments ever. Like I feel bad for John Hunter, but it's like, dude, again, another example of a driver who, uh, uh, getting sacrificed for the system. Once again, it's like everything that could go wrong in those first 10 laps went wrong. The flat tire, no caution. And then all of a sudden he's in the freaking wall. And then all of a sudden he's two laps down. But we also have to remember this. They played themselves too. They could have easily gotten one of those laps back early on, earlier on in the race, and they didn't due to a horrible strategy call. I, 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 I think what caused that was, if I'm not mistaken, 
um, during a caution, they ended up hitting when they probably shouldn't have. The idea was, I think, I think they thought maybe if they didn't pit, they'd be on such old tires that they'd get lapped, but they weren't, it wasn't clear. It was definitely, TV seemed to think otherwise. Yeah, but also too, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they were like, hey, this is the truck series. We've had so many cautions anyways, we're going to get it back. That's and probably what they're thinking. This happened to be yep. the most cleanest race all season, in my opinion, too. Real, I will say, real quick, oh, go, go ahead, Jared. Uh, for, for those who are, are watching or listening right now who are over the age of 21 and uh, just have the time for it, uh, drinking game. Every time Darian talks about the system, take a shot of your favorite liquor. You got to. You got to oh talk about it. We need to put a disclaimer or something on this, Jared. Someone's going to sue us. You must, be, you must be 21, and we are not responsible <laughs> for any of, of the bad decisions that you make uh, because of our ineptitude of telling you this. Oh, my yeah, God. Uh, there's our disclaimer. What a waiver. Uh, That's impressive. <laughs> I want to say, speaking of playing themselves, though, Darian, I will say this. John Arnimacek, they screwed it in qualifying. I don't know what happened. Yeah, they, they were bad in qualifying. That's why they were back in uh-huh. that traffic with uh-huh. all the, the the Neanderthals back there in the <laughs> mid-pack of the truck series just well, it, crushing it into each help. other, pounding rocks into each other's skulls. Yeah. It was, you know, So they put Pro- themselves in a vulnerable spot in qualifying, which is point number million why qualifying is a good thing. And poor, poor Kyle Busch is just sitting there watching the whole thing on pit lane. He's just hey, like, what? And when it's all it, said it, done. He's not poor that much. If yeah, Kendrick I know. Smith won the race. I hope yeah, yeah. His mother this yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> it, that. it's like they, they gave Chandler, Chandler, Wrong car. Uh, the, they gave Chandler John Hunter's car, truck and then gave John Hunter Chandler's truck. In fairness, yeah. if there had been one caution in the final like twenty laps, I think Nemechek might have had a shot at the win. He, he, was ended, yeah. he, he was coming. He was coming. He still ended. He ended up on the lead lap and battling up into the top ten. Got close to the he top was, five. He would have been in contention. I, I want to say like I definitely out of the, the the championship four, but I want to say even on the track he was like once he got out of lap traffic and had clean racetrack compared to the leader in clean racetrack was the fastest truck in the field. Like yeah. he was coming. He was hauling the mail. He finished what eighth in the series? Uh, uh, seventh yes. or eighth? Yeah. yeah, I think eighth. Yeah, eighth time. Right. Tough. Also, you know, uh, talking about the other championship four drivers. I mean, Zane Smith with two whole top fives all season almost won the championship. That would have been that nuts. would have been exposing the system right there. The, the yeah, truck series would've... final four in general was the weakest of the weekend. Like no Todd Gillen, yeah. no Sheldon Creed because but, of all the shenanigans. But Ben Rhodes though, he he, was he deserved all season. He deserved yeah. to be there. I think outside of Nemechek, he was probably the most deserving of the championship because he did kind of like Hamlin in the Cup series. He had a better average finish than mm-hmm. uh, than Nemechek but, did all regular season or all season one, long. One thing that I started thinking about. I'm not surprised that it was this way because if out of any of the series, this is the one where we are most likely to see something like this. It is there's a series with the fewest amount of races, the fewest amount of playoff spots. And because it has the fewest amount of races, um, well, let's think. We had five Kyle Bush wins, we had a Ryan Priest win, we had a Martin Truex Jr. win. So it runs the potential for a lot of those race wins to be to get taken away by Cup Series guys. That's that's a very good yeah. point, honestly. That I mean, the fact Bro. that Ben Rhodes had two wins on the season, and I don't know off the top of my head, but that's probably second or third most in the series this year among regulars, at least like outside of Nemechek. And, and we forget Nemechek. Nemechek won five races. He won zero since June. It'd been since yeah. June Dang. since he won a race, so he'd been still good, but not as good the second half of this year. And it also, was, oh, go ahead, sorry. sorry. I was just gonna say it's kind of like. Most kind of like Ross Chastain back in 2019 got those like what four or five wins and and then ultimately just wasn't ready for the championship race. But also too, like to point out really quick, Ben Rhodes' two wins they were during the first two races of the season, and then doesn't win the rest of the year, but still win. I mean, both at yeah. Daytona, different kind of configuration. Exactly. So he basically won on 
I had uh, just one track all year. But I have to say this too, Ben Rhodes, I did not know that he had such a freaking personality. That post-championship interview, one of yeah. the best ever. Brad yeah. Kozlowski levels. Yeah, Brad Kozlowski was great in his championship. I mean, Ben Rhodes was great in his championship. The so. way he was describing, like, the final laps and <clears throat> shifted and stuff, yeah, that was hilarious. Man. I hope he gets a Bud Light sponsorship just because of that. Yeah, that's his. That's his only sin. He was drinking Bud Light. The, the, only I don't know if y'all noticed at one point, but I think it took NASCAR a while to realize. Oh my gosh, he's up there with with the uh, rival beer company. Said so they literally had someone take that away and gave him water because they didn't. <laughs> they're like, he, he should probably only have Bush up there. Yeah, true, true. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's funny. Aren't they all owned by Anheuser Busch though? Is not they still owned by oh, the same? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the same. Uh, I mean, yeah. different brands, I, I, so it's still kind of. I'm not a beer connoisseur, so I keep forgetting that. See, yeah, but it's basically I, I, water but dude, anyway. Yeah, Bud Light's like one of the most <laughs> crappiest beers ever, though. And I'm not even like a drinker. It's like water. That, but, I mean, it's yeah. literally just water with like a tinge of alcohol. Well, Ben oh, Rhodes went swimming. Uh, they should put a disclaimer over that press he, conference. He might be a lightweight if he got that drunk off Bud Light. But <laughs> the fact that the fact that you know Ben Rose, he's a champion. Like I imagine saying Ben Rose would be a future NASCAR champion in like 2015. You would have gotten scoffs. You know what I mean? Like he's improved over the past, you know, half decade and stuff. And now look, he's a champion. And they mentioned well, on the broadcast, he's, he's mellowed out a bit, even a year yeah. ago, right hook and Eckes into the wall at Texas. Yeah. Like that's, I was yeah. just about to say, can y'all remember how much we, we even where we did not like Ben Rhodes at this point last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. but dude, the only Ben Rhodes fan that I know in this entire road, all right, in this entire world, Brendan Littell stuck it through him, uh, stuck it with him, <laughs> thick and thin, bro. He's been a Ben Rhodes fan since like I think 2015, 2016, and I would always ask him like, why? But now he's, I know he's why. a Logano fan as well, so he's got thick yeah. skin now. He's been through the ringer. Yeah. He's been through it, bro. Yeah. He's been through. It. Well, uh, truck race, uh, truck race was probably honestly the the kind of the weak link of the weekend, but Ben Rhodes made it a show at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, great. Honestly, a great weekend of racing. I thought overall this championship weekend was was very enjoyable. It sounds like the TV ratings were pretty good across the board for the truck race. Um, there, uh, they had a point three rating and four hundred seventy three thousand viewers on FS one. But overall wow. for this season, they averaged. 594,000 viewers per race, which is a 16% increase from last year and 13% uh, a 13% increase from 2019. So uh, the truck series across this entire season with a pretty big boost. Uh, is that the Haley Deegan effect? I saw she finished 17th this weekend. Uh, she was disappointing this year. Yeah, yeah, only one top 10 all season, yeah. correct? Well, oh, that sounds right. I- I get that like a lot of people have said her equipment wasn't up to snuff compared to, to what it, you know, she could be running, but at the same time, you, you kind of expect her to run in the top 10, at least like a couple times here and there. I mean, you see people like all the time who don't belong in the top 10 jump mm-hmm. up there. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping next year, either she gets better equipment under, under her. Cause I think that was part of it. And I think also part of it is I, I hope the learning curve is, uh, not getting steeper for her at this rate she has enough funding and honestly dgr well yes they put together a race winning truck for uh brian priest and they had the good connection with todd gillen i just don't know if they're quite what fits best for her and with her funding she honestly needs to try to get with some like go to go to kbm go to oh, she was ford. in the toyota system she bailed on them for yeah. ford she got yeah. herself to blame like she, uh, she needs, she needs to get out of the Ford program, in my opinion. That's just me. I, 
I also wanted to point out too, I mean, like despite her struggles, still a 13% increase all season, that's pretty damn good for the truck series too. But I mean, as far as her performance is uh, concerned, however, I mean, you know, Derek Krause, I mean, he wasn't perfect this year by any means, you know, but I mean, he was the entertainment. He was, yeah, he was basically the entertainment, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, at least you would, you know, see flashes of him up front. I, I can't really remember at any point during the 2021 truck series season where you saw Deegan inside the top 10 consistently. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't, you know, my mind draws a blank basically. We'll see. We'll see. I, it was, it's hard to say because across the board, Ford was worse this year, not just in, in Cub, yeah. but even in Xfinity. I mean, outside of Cindric, I know Herbst, obviously, you can just say Herbst. I know they don't have much of a presence in Xfinity, but in trucks, I mean, who the championship four was Crafton and Rhodes, both Toyotas, Zane Smith, a Chevy, and Nemechek, a Toyota. So they didn't even have a championship four truck in trucks. So Ford, I think, across mm. the board struggled a bit as well this year. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, still good news for the truck series when it comes to ratings. Glad that, uh, Vince Welsh and Michael Waltrip didn't scare people away throughout the year. I'm honestly a little stunned. They went to a full screen commercial break with 20 laps to go on the season. Oh yeah, yeah what was, was that? Uh, that's typical Fox, bro. And, and, and it, FS1 moment. It's not like they hadn't been going to side by side commercials throughout the entire race. Oh, and speaking of commercials too, we forgot to point out. Uh, we saw the championship merch early for the Hedrick cars, like during the like, okay. Before- so on the sports app, you got Larson and Elliot ads, and people on Peacock said they got Hamlin ads. That's correct. Wait, no Truex ads? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was there somewhere. That'd be be surprised. They probably got him on but the South Dakota broadcast. Pe- people just kept att- people just kept coming to coming at me on Twitter. It was like, you know, they make that for everyone. Yes, I freaking know they make it for everyone. I've seen people have but, ha- Hamlin uh, champion hats. But why would you play that commercial? It is yeah, weird to play that point. before the race is over. Like I was watching the baseball playoffs this whole last month, and they'd show like, get your playoff team gear they never say hey get your red sox yeah. championship gear before they even though they the might off. yeah playoff is fun and if you want to make a commercial like that and air it air it neutral where you're like you show a chase Elliott thing but then you show a hamlin they say whoever wins you'll be able to buy their gear after the race don't say congrats larson as he they literally said as he hoisted the trophy you yeah, know what that was weird like, that's a weird way to do yeah. it yeah and think, they did I it think... before the race ever started this conversation yeah. is proof though that this was a really good finale weekend if this is the biggest gripe that any of the four of yeah. us that they, have. that they went to commercial like oh, we wanted to see the racing it was good <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah well we missed that we missed the pass for the lead oh god that's like, right like it was it yeah. was like that it's like that simpsons episode where like homer goes to a nascar race and then every time he turns around he misses like every crash or every big thing that happens like that was fox this year every time something happened it's like, and they're four wide for the lead. There's cars flipping into the stratosphere. Let's go to commercial and see the Applebee's commercial now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we fancy like, like Applebee's. <laughs> I say, no, I ain't sick of that song. But dude, like, oh god, just all, did. All, it was, it was an, it was an awesome championship uh, uh, weekend. But the sad thing is about the uh, the truck series, though, we will never hear ever again. Sheldon Creed ever again. Sheldon. <laughs> From Fitz Welch, though, we're not going to hear yeah, it. Yeah, he could get moved up to Xfinity if, like, okay. Mike Joy retires and Adam Alexander is moved up to Oh, good. Like, the, the planets align. They're going to and... do it just for spice. <laughs> but I also want to point out, too, uh, Speed Channel died for FS1, by the way. Just the fact. Just... Hey, this is another thing. We went off talk, talking about the uh, commercials. Eric, I want to ask you, because I don't know where your view was. 
Did you happen to see Driver Introductions and what they did with Hamlin and then opened the door on Truex and then like he's just standing there awkwardly and they shut it on him? I didn't. I heard them introduce, I think, Hamlin twice. Like it was weird the way yeah. they did it. I didn't see it, but I heard something. I was like, wait, like, they already said like, that. That's what I was like. Wait, didn't they just? Didn't he just walk out? And all of a sudden, it opens up, and you literally see Truex standing there, like, and then all of a sudden, it closes on him. Dang, that's rough. Could have taken yeah. the guy's head off if they weren't careful. That would have been mm. season-ending injury. That would have been terrible. Uh, glad nobody got hurt. Glad the season is over and everyone's everyone's okay. It was a heck of a championship weekend. I had a lot of fun out there. Encourage everyone to get their tickets for next year's Phoenix race because it was honestly, it was a very, very fun weekend. Great track, great facility. Aside from the $19 nachos, that's a freaking joke. Uh, that's a, that's a highway robbery, y'all. Man, man, honestly, I think your nachos still look better than Jeff's pathetic burger I saw. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, he was not a fan of that one either. Um, but let's talk real quick before we get to the mailbag and then we get to the lightning round. Then we got to answer some super chats. Let's talk about the 2021 season just more generally for just a moment here. The good, the bad, and the ugly moments. There's a fine amount of, of, of all three, quite honestly. But I want to go through the list here. Darian, start with you. I'll put you on the spot. What do you yeah. think was the best race or just your favorite race of the season? Oh, the best race of the season, man. There were so many. And we went to so many in person this year, too. You know, I mean, I. I got to say, I mean, the Indy Road Course race was way more entertaining than I originally thought it would entertaining be. Entertaining I mean, is a good word to use. It, that that yeah. falls into the ugly category. <laughs> it does. Yeah, in a, in a very ugly way, it was extremely entertaining, you know. But, like, overall, I'd say the best race all year. I mean, I just really love the playoff Bristol race this year, man. There's so much drama there and stuff, you know. I, I mean, like, I say that was the best race, but, like, it's so hard because I feel like there was quite a few this year, though. Yeah. See, my favorite race was that weekend but xfinity bristol like that no, race oh man that race was great and then that finish sliding across the finish line going to the ambulance i mean glad nobody was hurt we don't want people getting that. i'm not like the owner of talladega who was it who's the guy who said everyone look yeah no no i don't mean that, that but still yeah. that's in my ugly right there like that part is. of my ugly like and i'll get to the ugly stuff in a bit but dude well i remember being in the stands and i just went what in the actual <laughs> f are you talking about dude and, and people were cheering too they were i just like there's this dude behind me being like greg gregson like, <laughs> another like, gregson hater bro like Come he's on. not even in that race <laughs> oh my god so what about you danny what was your favorite race of the year if you had to pick one uh favorite race of the year to watch uh i loved the drama i loved the energy of everything with the martinsville fall race but my favorite race to that i was actually there for in person this year i kind of got to give it to atlanta i really enjoyed the atlanta race the, actually the spring race or the, the fall the, fall, the, the fall one with that kurt, i was at because it was it was a really good battle and that moment of, of ross kind of making it work to get ganassi their last win oh yeah true the implications right. behind it for sure that makes it stand out for me I don't know if this. I think favorite race there probably Bristol Night Race, like you were saying, Jarrett. But as far as races I was at, Darlington, the Southern 500 to start the playoffs. That was a fun race to be at. It was long, but it was it was entertaining from start to finish. And Larson's desperation wall ride move on Hamlin that almost worked. I just, just everyone was walking out of that facility with a smile on their face, even if their guy didn't win. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Busch wrecked. You know, fans were mad about that, but everyone was in a good mood after that race that was a really really fun one so a lot of good uh but what about some of the biggest surprises this year we had some big surprises like mcdowell winning the daytona 500 that's got to be up there aj sneaking up out of nowhere to win a cup race that we didn't think we may never see again Uh, coda with all the rain and chaos there like 
got the rain me. slapping us in the face. That was Jeez. a shock. I hadn't felt that. I lived in Texas my whole life, and I haven't been pelted by rain like that in a long, long time. So uh, I'll go in the same order. Darian, biggest surprise of the year, if you got any. I mean, yeah, I mean, the start of the year, too. I mean, the 2021 Daytona 500 is obviously one of the worst Daytona 500s of all time. But the ending made it, you know, memorable with, you know, McDowell scoring his first career win, that being in the Great American Race. And then, yeah, like also like you uh, uh, also just said, too, A.J. Allmendinger, too, winning, you know, a shocker win in the Cup Series, too. Uh, by the way, uh, getting colleague racing their first win before, you know, Trackhouse and 2311 uh, racing at the time, too. The other two, you know, new powerhouse teams or, you know, potentially future powerhouse teams. But, yeah, no, I'd say that definitely stuck out to me. As far as the points is concerned, as far as uh, big surprises, I mean, you know, uh, Stuart Haas, Haas Racing, I mean, just like their struggles all year from all their teams, not just the Cup Series, but Xfinity also, only nabbing one win altogether. That was shocking, too. But I also have to say the biggest surprise towards the end of the year was the performance of Tyler Reddick. I mean, he was on it. I mean, he wasn't a playoff. I mean, well, he, when he wasn't wrecking William the, Byron. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he got knocked out of the, uh, the first round, unfortunately. But I mean, still... He was still able to to finish out the year extremely strong. So, like, his potential for next year, too, is – I mean, his stock, you know, entering uh, the 2022 season is the highest it's ever been in the Cup Series for him. So, I'm really excited for the future for him. I'd say my biggest surprise wasn't really, like, a moment. It was kind of just a span of about half the season. But Michael McDowell after Daytona legitimately running up front in the top ten. Like, people forget, like – he was running in the top five off of speed at Homestead this year. And Homestead is one of the few tracks that is like immune to most of the problems of the 550 package. Like they were running up front at Homestead. They were running relatively well at tracks like Phoenix at different points. And I believe like halfway through the season, they were still in the top 16 in points. Maybe, maybe it was a little earlier than that, but they were in the top 16 in points off of how they ran. If they hadn't won a race, they still would be in playoff contention through half the season. That team made it clear that they invested what they won back into their cars to have better equipment that year. Mm -hmm. It showed. It really showed. And that's why I'm I'm glad they're coming back for another go of it like next year because I want to see what they can do on an even playing field. As they should. They're very proud of what they accomplished. We were on our way back from South Carolina a few weeks back when NASCAR was heading to Kansas. We got passed by a few different haulers, including the 34 team. And on the side on the back, they had on their Daytona 500 champ. They were proud of what they did. Loves yeah. travel stops across the country. I stopped at a lot of them this year, had us stickers on a lot of like the refrigerator yes. areas. They did. They did. Yeah. It's like th- th- that's the crazy thing too is like, I don't know how many people, you know, because we travel the country a bit more, I would say, than a lot of other people do just going to races and stuff. But, like, I am so surprised that, like, Loves and Michael McDowell are, like, in the top probably five, if not, you know, if not that, top ten for sure of most sponsor engagement with a driver. Like, they actually promote their driver at Loves everywhere. I saw McDowell at the Loves I go to in, in, in Wisconsin. I saw him down in Tennessee. I saw him in Virginia. I saw him in Texas. Man, like McDowell is everywhere. There's cardboard cutouts <laughs> next in the one near my school, like uh, near my, my college. Like there's McDowell stuff everywhere, man. So like I give I give Loves credit and I'm glad that it's paying off a bit. Side note on that, one of the more interesting things about this season is that this being 2021, every 10 years from the, since 2001, 
We've seen first-time winners in the Daytona 500 every 10 years. Uh, 20 years ago, was a guy named Michael. 10 years ago, a guy named Trevor. This year, a guy named Michael. So it's kind of an interesting pattern that we've now established for some reason. Um, but also, one of my other interesting things that happened this season, you know, you talk about the kind of season that McDowell had after winning, the kind of season that Almirola had before finally winning at New Hampshire and just what that meant for that team. And for that to be Stuart Haas's only win this season makes it even crazier. Um, you got that, and then you got Chris Busher showing absolute speed at Homestead at the beginning of the year, and ultimately, you know, didn't didn't win that one, but never saw much after that. And same can be said for Daniel Suarez leading a lot at a dirt track. Yeah, that was one of the biggest I, I got I got good expectations for both Ross Jastain and Daniel Suarez next year. How can we forget Tate Fogelman winning a truck race? Yeah, that was so weird to see, man. That happened. Yeah, it was. I was like, I was like, who? What? Yeah, what? Really? How? Why? That was a, that. That whole weekend was a bit. Wild. I saw his Twitter. It only had like a thousand followers, and I think now it has like two thousand. I think. Wow. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Increase. Yeah, so at least he increased. Though. Plenty of surprises this season. Real quick, biggest disappointments of the year. I think that has to go towards SHR. Oh. SHR was oh, a huge yes, disappointment 100%. across the board, as Danny was just alluding to. I'm going to go bigger picture with this one. Biggest disappointment this year was NASCAR officiating. Like, it was absolutely yeah. atrocious. I mean, oh, several mistakes. We, I mean, we can go back to the rainbow caution and at the, the Daytona road course. We can go back to letting them race in the rain at New Hampshire. We were all at Danny's house watching that and the reactions yeah. from everybody. Yeah. The, well, and there was the horrible officiating the truck race at, at uh, Charlotte when they didn't call a caution that caused even more of a wreck. Uh, Coda letting them rain way too or race 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 way too much in the rain. That's not hard to say. Uh, just you can po- point, you know, at eight or nine different instances of NASCAR putting their drivers in risky areas they didn't need to be in. Uh, so like NASCAR needs to clean up their officiating next year because this year was like, like usually I'd say it's like usually like B or so. They usually have a few bad calls, but. It's not egregious. This year was like D minus. Like, Get rid of the tinted windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the tinted yeah, windows okay in New Hampshire. Oh, okay, it looks fine to me. Y'all. I, I forgot they bookended both ends of the freaking New Hampshire race with a horrible call. Yeah, guys, that, it's, it's Talladega. It's a little too Talladega. dark out there. It's well, so, yeah. Tal- and also, same with Talladega Xfinity. They were like, "Oh, it's too dark," and I'm like, "Man, I, I I can see like way out in the distance pretty clearly. Like we we have enough time for three laps." So in a way, bad officiating got Stuart Haas racing their only win of the season. If it's just a regular race, they have zero wins, basically. Seatbelt was coming. It would have, could have, should have. He could have yeah. held off Bell. but it They still won, though. Closer. They still won. So at the end yeah. of the day, but still, only one win compared to, I mean, I think they won over 20 races last year. You know, They won a lot. They won a lot. <laughs> you know, on the subject of disappointment and stuff, I, I've seen some people talk about this in their chat, and I just got to say, Man, I hate that Brandon Brown's first win has become what it is. Yeah, it's it's a shame too because like again, NASCAR fans knew him, you know, before and, all that as the underdog driver. The bad thing is, if he wins another race, if he wins Talladega again, <laughs> you know they're gonna say it, and you can't say you can't say anything because it could be, no. be because it's for him. Maybe there's a mm-hmm. specific place that we interviewed the winner. Yeah. Victory lane, y'all. Yeah, like maybe maybe if we don't put ourselves in a box, 
we won't be in this situation. I'm just, just saying. I, I also thought about this too. Imagine if they did uh, front stretch interviews after the 2006 Talladega race with Ryan Vickers. Imagine that era of front stretch interviews. Or, <laughs> or, or, when, or when Jeff Gordon was getting pelted by beer cans. Hey, Jeff, how's it? Oh, my God. He starts throwing yeah, it back. It just becomes like a snowball fight of beer. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to admit, like, though, it, it would be funny because you're, you know there'd be that one guy, like the dude on YouTube uh, with the, the Vickers one in 06, who's like, Jimmy Johnson should be effing shot. Like that dude. Like, that's like, that was, like, the greatest meme from 15 years ago that, like, resurfaced a couple years ago. I I, just, I love that sound, but that sound bite's freaking amazing. Like. Yeah. I don't condone that, but it's still freaking funny as hell. Well, it's even funnier is like there's like you know a subsection of our audience that they're not even aware of it. You know, I I remember when David Land said it once, and they were like, "Hey, what what are you talking about? He should be shot." I was like, "No, no, no, guys, it's a meme. It's a meme from our it's childhood. A, it's, it's a meme. Y'all y'all gotta look into these things." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all heard of memes? Oh, guess not. Yeah. Memes. 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 Good stuff. Y'all pronounce it GIF or GIF? Yeah. 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 If you say Jif, you're an idiot. Jif is peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah. Jif. Exactly. I was about to say that. Jif is peanut butter. Crazy people. Goodness gracious. No, sorry. I don't, I don't mean to end this season on such a hostile note about how we pronunciate words. Uh, But 2021, I saw Jeff Gluck every year. He averages up his, like, was it a good race poll and um, calculates year to year. And 2021, according to what I saw today is the best reviewed season. According to Jeff Gluck's Twitter followers, in the now few years he's been doing that poll. So I want to ask you guys, Fox said at the beginning of this year, best season ever. Maybe didn't quite live up to that, but was this a good season? Yeah, yeah it was a good season. I liked it. You know, I mean, at first it was living up to the hype, you know, with all the, you know, number of different winners, but then Kyle Larson basically stole the show the rest of the season, you know, but I mean, I'd say for the most part, it was awesome. And was cool. after last year, and it's hard to believe this year kind of started like last year, anything's better than last year. Yeah. Let's see. I always average out every race here. And so I have actually to the third decimal point, my average ranking for each race. Wow. And I had it as a 7.079 season. So mm-hmm. that ranks out because I, I started ranking like what I thought of every race starting in 2018. And that is much higher than 2018 and 19 <laughs> and a little bit higher than 2020. So, okay. so it's a steady, best steady season increase. ever. I won't say it's the best season ever, but it was it was a solid one. And it was a lot yeah. better than I think a lot of fans gave it credit for. It's definitely one that we're going to remember for a long time, unlike, you know, 2013 or a throwaway yeah. season like that. You know what I mean? Coming out of the pandemic, fans back in the stands, this sort of being like, I kind of thought it was a gap year between the next, you know, Gen 6 and the next Gen era. Like, it would have been so easy to just overlook the season. But mm-hmm. kudos to NASCAR. They livened up the schedule, adding all those road courses, putting Darlington on the schedule twice. Like, they did a lot of things that I think now that they've all happened, maybe take them for granted but i think nascar made some really good choices with the schedule this year that allowed for some great racing um pretty much throughout the season we didn't really hit any like long ruts where there's like three four five races in a row where you're like oh gosh i hate this stretch even pocono the double header and that dramatic larson blowing a tire finish even pocono had a memorable moment if that's happening you know it's a decent season like that, that's well, and- what i see it we had more 750 races too. That's what I'm saying. Like by adding more Darlingtons, by adding um, by adding more road courses, obviously you're going to have more 750 races. I think that's a big that's a boost as well, because Darlington was was pretty hot all season long. Darlington was great, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, 2021 season was great. Second half of the show as we're getting close to it now, we'll talk a little bit about our thoughts going forward into 2022. But first, 
we have the mailbag question to go through. Uh, this week's question comes from Chance. Thank you for sending us your question, Chance. And Chance asks, what's your favorite Gen 6 paint scheme and what's one current Gen 6 driver who might bust in the next gen car. That's kind of a weird way to phrase it. Who might maybe who might be a bust in the You watching my videos, I see. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh but he says enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much, Chance. But yeah, so first off, favorite paint scheme of the last eight years, right? Yeah. Nine, I think. Or nine. Something like that. Whatever yeah. it is. I'll go first. Uh Dale Jr.'s twenty fourteen National Guard scheme. It's always gonna hold a special place in my heart. You know, not just because, you know, he won the Daytona five hundred and had a spectacular season that year, but I mean it was a overall, I think, the best National Guard scheme he had during his uh, sponsorship time with them, you know, I in my opinion. But then as far as a uh, Gen 6 driver who might bust in the, you know, in the whole transition to the to the next gen car, I, I it's so I, I don't know it's like it's hard it's so hard to say just because you know it's a whole transition period but like you know it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if like you know at this point in his career that Denny Hamlin's just like yeah all right I'm just gonna ride around you know like I mean how often do you know uh, uh do uh certain drivers get you know so many chances at the championship you know so many championship four appearances it has to do something to him at this point right only time will tell we'll see uh, for my favorite Gen 6 scheme, this is going to sound like an odd one as a Dale Jr. fan. I'm going to stick with Dale Jr. on it. Uh, but 2016 nationwide scheme, that little hybrid blue gray ghost scheme. I like that. I one. always liked that one. I just, I wish he could erase the whole season in it. Uh, but I, I, I like that one. I think that's my favorite. I will, I will add right now though. Um, granted that was here a little bit before Joey Logano was at team Penske, but He's raced it every single year of the Gen 6 era. That 22 scheme, just the the scallop scheme, uh, that the 22, that's going to become an iconic scheme one day just mm-hmm. because of its longevity. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. Uh, as for somebody who I think would probably be a bust in the next gen, uh, because I think he is an old man at heart and now is showing it to the world and he is stuck in his ways, I, I'm probably going to regret saying this, but I'm going to say Kevin Harvick. I, I feel like Kevin Harvick is the type who's just going to be like, we don't need a freaking change it at all. Screw this. I'm going home. Wait, uh, why is there a fifth gear? Come on. It's not, it's not, not a bad, not a bad thing to say. Yo, where's my rearview mirror at? Like, what, what, I got to go. It's not old I man screaming at the sky. Is this a touch screen? Stupid oh. <laughs> kids with their screens. He's gonna get. I've, I've, I'm giving him too much credit. I'm making him sound like. Keelan, come drive this thing. No, I'm, I'm making him sound like Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Like, where, where is it all? <laughs> well, I, I actually would agree with you. I feel like naturally we have to look at some of the veteran drivers who've been driving a certain type of car for a long period of time as maybe being the ones who adjust have the most difficult time adjusting. So you look at Harvick, you look at Hamlin, you look at Truex, perhaps maybe even a Keselowski. You just never know. Um, so I'd lean that that direction. But as far as uh, best paint schemes of the Gen 6 era, you guys are picking your favorite driver, Dale Jr. So I'll go my favorite guy, Matt Kenseth. Any DeWalt car look fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bell's DeWalt car, Jones's DeWalt cars, they've all looked that, so Those Husky cars too that he used to That drive. red, oh. I don't have it in here, but yeah. that, that all red Ooh. Husky car that I have the door, actually have the door from mm-hmm. one of those cars in the room over there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so simple but so clean. Uh, but also the Sunny D car. I've got the Chevy version right here. I actually probably like the Ford Mustang version a little bit more. Sunny D cars, man. I've still yes, never drank a Sunny D in my life, but they are 
I have, I have, and I'm Overrated. like, 50, well, I'm like 50, 50 on them. Like, eh. they're not doing a very do good job of selling me on Sunny D. They just look really good. You've never drank it, but you just really like the car. I it's thought so you like, I, I always thought that like you love the drink. So you love the car. No, I've never had a Sunny D in my life. <laughs> One okay, the, if he wins a next, race in that car, next time, next time I see you, you come to our house. We're buying Sunny D. For only you. if yeah. Chris Bo- or whoever who drives this car, Stenhouse still drives. Only if Stenhouse, Stenhouse. wins it. No. Yes. <laughs> I will not pollute it. my body oh, with yeah. vitamin C. Hey, I, real quick, JC uh, one two uh, one four two four puts a good one. Uh, the cow bush stars and stripes skittle scheme was a really good one too. Yep, JC. Yep, you're right on point. the money with that one. Actually, that's a good, very good. Um, point. Going to going to mine, I think my mine's probably more recency bias, and it's it's not one of the ally cars, even though I really like that one he ran at Nashville this year. Uh, I strangely, it's kind of a tie. Both Eric Jones paint schemes, the Armor All car and the Tide car that he ran at Bristol Dirt. Oh, I was wearing that oh, shirt earlier today okay. in my video. I should have worn it for the podcast if I'd known you were. You liked it so much, Danny. I'm sorry. That yeah, those are both. I don't know. Some about beautiful. And, and, you know, I'm a Tennessee guy, so I like orange stuff. So I like yeah. both of those cars. Matt Kenseth's tide car that he ran like mm-hmm. five times in 2017 nearly killed himself blowing that tire at Phoenix in it. Um, that car was nutty, but it was it was memorable. I'll give him that. Kevin Harvick's red apple scheme was awesome. I like too. that one too. Yeah. And I then Brad, also, Brad Keselowski also had like a red apple drink kind of card. It looked really good. That, that was good too. I'll also mention Jeff Gordon's uh, schemes from 2014. Oh, those were good. And then obviously the scheme in his final race in the 24 car in the championship four at Homestead Silver. in 2015. Yeah, that was cool too. Jimmy Johnson's 2017 Lowe's paint scheme. I really liked that one as well. I did. Yeah, um, I liked that one a lot. Oh, I never, or else I never said driver who I think might flop in the, in the next gen. Um, say Bowman for the good luck, right? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Honestly, because I think that they're getting closer to considering retirement age. I'm going to say Martin Tricks Jr. Potentially. Mm. Yeah, hey, one last one that I want to say was a really good scheme. I have been like heavy, like on this one being really good. Even when everyone else said it was bad before the season, William Byron's Exalta scheme has like I've noticed it's grown on the fan base a ton. Um, I love that scheme and I just love it because it differentiates him from the Jeff Gordon legacy. Finally, uh, his own legacy, someone else's own legacy in the twenty four. I despise but, those weird green ones he's been doing though. Those are yes, those are ugly. Oh, how are, how do we forget this one? Even though of what? course you know there's some news about it this week, but uh, Chips and Never nine fifty seven says obviously Kyle Larson's DC Solar schemes. Oh yes, those were good. I, I like them. Those were really good schemes. Yeah, they they really were. I was, I, they were okay. I didn't now like DC Solar, they uh, weren't the best company, but you they, know at least they had the best. They can about uh byron so he ran that that ugly green exalta car but he mm-hmm. ran a paint scheme this weekend that was actually uh a sub product of exalta called like raptor or something like that it sounds it, cool it looked hideous it, though <laughs> it's, it's like a uh if y'all looked at it in person it's like truck bedliner so on tv it looked matte black but actually if you zoom into a good high quality picture of it it's like the same texture as truck bedliner and then it had like that grain and the logo on it i can't touch the car so why do i can't make it look pretty <laughs> i don't care what the jeez 
They'll make it look hideous. hideous. I'm sorry. Come I think on. it's disgusting. It's the, probably the. I, I can't believe that a paint Gross. company put Absolutely that Absolutely horrible. That, I can't believe disgusting. a paint company has put that murky greenish yellow on track multiple times this year. I think that's it, mouth. It's practice. crazy. I think that we should get the Better Business Bureau on the phone. I can't believe this. Poor Willie B has to drive that car too. Thank God he won in the normal Exalta car. (laughs) Thank goodness. Sorry guys. So I don't. I don't mean to go off the deep end, but just it's ugly. I thought no green cars could top this ugly Speedy Cash Baby Flames. No, but no, these William Byron cars. I just the colors, man. Oh, anyway, sorry. I'm. I'm. We got to move bright, on. Bright, bright green is not a good color for cars unless it's Mountain Dew. That's before just I, that's the only reason. reason. Hey, the yeah. go, I, I would admit Dan go, go Daddy, go Daddy cars. Some of okay, the old Camp Energy go, cars. Go Daddy. Good. Well, that was a darker yeah. green. Bright green works for Mountain Dew and Go Daddy. That's it. Well, if for some reason you are a big fan of the green William Byron paint schemes, you can pre-order those diecasts uh, through our friends at Lionel Racing, who are sponsors of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, this show is brought to you by Lionel Racing, the official diecast of NASCAR. You can order your favorite driver's 2021 diecast. I recommend not the, the Green Raptor one, but there are plenty of other options out there that are absolutely gorgeous um, that you can check out for yourself. You can also check out the latest NASCAR Authentics Wave at your local Walmarts. I showed off last week. I don't have it. Oh, no, I do have it with me. They're now selling online exclusively at Walmart.com oh. these special four packs of chrome-finished 2021 164-scale cars. Yeah, liquid color. You're right, not chrome. Liquid color. Thank you for correcting me, Danny. They look absolutely fantastic, so be sure to check them out. Thank you to Lionel Racing for sponsoring the show. Gentlemen, what are you holding there, Darian? What is that? This is a Jeff Gordon RC go-kart racer from like 2002 to 2003. They also made a version for Dale Sr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. I I, I have have the Dale Earnhardt one up there. Nice, nice. I had that same Jeff Gordon one as a kid. But yeah, no, my little cousin had this in his room and he's like, do you want to have it? I never play with this. So I guess it's mine now. And then uh, also I can tell uh, the dogs have uh, chewed it up a bit. But I mean, overall. No, that awesome. just man has been racing hard. Exactly, exactly. It's got, you know, obviously the uh, the tires have been uh, used quite a bit. But I mean, it has, you know, the Jeff Gordon figure here too with the helmet and all that stuff too. So you can like twist the head. Or oh gosh, you just broke his neck, Terry. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, don't want to have any injuries with this. But yeah, this can go up to, oh, it says not. Uh, on the um, bottom right here, uh, 27, I think it said 27 miles per hour, I think. Yep. I don't know. I might be reading that wrong. But anyways. No, yeah, no, so they, they fly. They fly. Yeah, they fly very fast. But yeah, this is a uh, a uh, old uh, collectible. So if you, if you ever find it, make sure to buy it. That's pretty cool. I have Ryan Newman's Quicken Loans mm-hmm. 2014 scheme. My uncle uh, actually used to work at Granger. And so he got that at the Granger tent at Chicagoland Speedway. He's like, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I figured it'd be fitting just in case this is the last time that we talk about a race that Ryan Newman has been in. Uh, so there's a Ryan Newman scheme that fits perfectly on the UFO and actually people don't see it, but it's, it's, it's like hanging by a thread. I don't know how I balance. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Darian. What is what? Oh my God. Staring into our soul. Oh my goodness. Well, I've got Terry Labonte, uh, in honor of the five car. Once again, winning a cup series championship. Let's throw it back to Terry Labonte who used to drive the five car, the beautiful Kellogg's cornflakes. This is a cornflakes machine. Love it. Love it. It's amazing. What about you, Danny? First of all, that's not how I expected we'd finally get Jeff Gordon on our podcast. But oh, anyway. Karate chop action. Oh, no, I know. It's a fully I posable. Action figure, bro. It's awesome. It's awesome. 
I have on the subject of you know last races. I've got the Dell Junior last ride from Homestead 2017, and then I what I did with a lot of these cars from Hendrick back then when it was Monster Energy era. There was people who made custom decals. I've got the actual Monster Energy series logos on there to make it more uh, authentic in that sense of it. But yeah, that is Dell Junior's last ride right there. One of my uh, favorites in my collection. That is fantastic. Well, everyone watching can add to their diecast collection by heading to lionelracing.com. That link is down in the description below. Big thank you to Lionel for being great partners of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network all year long and sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. We really appreciate it. Now, gentlemen, do you feel that change in temperature, the shifting of the air? Boys, it's the lightning round. Uh, no, okay. D- um, Darian's uh, muted. He, he's not even. I don't know what he's doing. He he he, he already blew. Oh, I was muted. I was muted. No, 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 not the last one. Of the you year. don't get oh, a do over, Darian. No, no, no. And a lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. That was the last one of the year, and I messed it up. I, I guess. But well, well, you'll get you'll get one to say. You know that was lightning round. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I figures I'd do that. I'm sorry, Jerry. What do we have on tap? I'm don't apologize. Stupid. Just just get it right, Derry. Just get it right. The mic <laughs> was muted. I'm we smart. had one job for you. Sir. One line. Play to win the game. Just anyway, go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Johnson has been confirmed to be in a fifth Ganassi car for the 2022 Indy 500, according to Jenna Fryer. Lawless Allen, I love that name, will be full-time in the Nice 45 truck in 2022. Uh, And then there's a new pack for NASCAR in Rocket League that's just released. It includes the number 11 team, the number 14, 47, 48, and 99 teams. Mm. Uh, AJ Allmendinger is looking to run between 12 and 15 cup races next year, according to Jordan Bianchi. Uh, Colton Herta has said that he has interest in running in the Daytona 500 if a ride is available. So I'm just saying. Mm, like, that would be wants, cool. That'd someone be cool. wants to prop up Rick Ware Racing to be competitive, like that'd be really <laughs> cool. Uh, that might be a conflict of interest. Uh, yeah. Smithfield Foods and advanced talks to extend with Eric Almarola and SHR in 2022, according to Mr. Stern. So it's not um, a done deal. People were trying to tell me earlier this year, oh, yeah, he's definitely coming back. It's all good. Oh. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't heard much. Yeah. I think it'll work out. It'll probably work out, but it's not confirmed. The official name of the clash will be the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Telling you, LA Clash sounds so much better. Just yeah, it's it's way better. I, I do like LA, LA the Coliseum Clash. being thrown in there. Though. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haley Deegan ha- has been the latest NASCAR personality driver, whatever you want to say, to be featured on the I Am Athlete podcast. <laughs> I know you didn't mean to do this, Dar- uh, Jared, but you, you, uh, you Haley Deegan, you know, NASCAR driver or personality, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. She I mean, is. it is clear what she's. It. it is clear what she's. At least so far, been more successful at. Let's, let's just say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about we just refer to her as NASCAR superstar? I mean, <laughs> I, I, she might qualify. Well, Maddie D was called a NASCAR superstar. Well, yeah, if he's a somebody. superstar, she's yeah. she's on Mount Rushmore. Everybody, I, d- I didn't, I didn't want to say it. Well, Front Row Motorsports, where he might be going next year, is going to retain Michael McDowell another year, but let Anthony Alfredo walk. So they'll still have two cars, according to Bob. Who gets also, that second car? Quick. Maddie D. Did Benedetto? Oh, 
Oh. Baptized, man. Quinn, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn Half bringing in that Starcom money. If, if Quinn Half is even remotely full time in the cup, I, I swear, dude, it's just good. Hey, All hope's gone. Where do you guys think that Alfredo would go? I'm just curious. He needs to go Xfinity. back to Xfinity in a very competitive Xfinity. I, I could see him doing exactly what Daniel Hamrick did, possibly with JGR. I, was, yeah, I, I, I don't know if he'll enter the top team. I was going to make a joke and say Monday Night Racing, but that's I'm such an ass. <laughs> no, no, he's so nice, bro. He's so I know, nice. he's a good dude. No, we love Anthony Alfred. I hope he lands sober good. I just don't know oh, where. <laughs> uh, well, listen to this. Uh, most popular driver voting has begun, so we'll be able to figure out who is second behind Chase Elliott. Mm, um, I think Larson's going to get him. That's my hot prediction for the offseason. Yeah. I think Larson wins it. If if anyone could, it'd be him. Mm-hmm. A little off topic here, but DC Solar founder Jeff Karpoff has been sentenced to 30 years in prison on the charges of wire fraud and money laundering. And he's, uh, and he's about 51 years old. That's basically a lot. That's right. Gotta love the white-collar criminals getting it stuck into. Love it. Uh, speaking of a Bob, Bob Jenkins has been named the 2021 Squire Hall Award recipient for the NASCAR media well for NASCAR media excellence. TJ uh, Major, Majors will be going over to be spotter of the number six team with Brad Kozlowski in 2022. Uh, and they got Matt McCall as crew chief. So they're building up a bit of a team there. And then last one here, Knoxville was the top market for NASCAR races on NBC networks this year, according to Adam Stern. NBC Sports has also seen an increase to 2019 levels in TV ratings and had the most stream season ever for Cup and Xfinity, as well as Xfinity ratings being the highest they have been since 2018, according to NBC Sports PR. Consistently this year, I've noticed Nashville, Knoxville, a lot of Tennessee cities have been in the top markets. And also one final thing too, uh, RIP to Delma Cowherd. He passed away this morning. Yes. He never won a race, but he never lost a party. So one of the feel-good stories. And that will do it for the lightning round That's on the NASCAR Review Podcast. Such a tonal shit. I was going to like at least give you a buffer oh there, Darian, so you didn't have to bounce from one note to the other. I'm but sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. You... And now, back to the show. Everyone knows you, you mean well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, well, it's the last episode of the season, which means it's our final time to thank our other year-long podcast sponsor, Forney Industries. You've heard me say it before. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much, much more. For do-it-yourselfers or if you're a professional metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next major project. So be sure to shop all of Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyEnd.com. That link is also, I believe, down in the description below. Below, uh, or you can find them at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Look for that green logo. Great sponsors this year on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. It's kind of a different thing for us this year, but uh, we love the chat getting into it. We love, obviously, uh, these different companies being involved. So uh, yep. it's been really, really cool. Really appreciate their support. Now, uh, as well as our sponsors, we have to thank you all for supporting us every single week, all year long. Could not do the show mm-hmm. without all of your incredible, generous support. So let's get through some super chats. Do you guys have a timer set up? Give me a few minutes because we've got a lot of super chats yeah, to blow I through gotcha. oh jared's got 
Just right. tell me. I'm rolling into it. Just let me know when I should stop. From Daniel, right as the show was starting, he said, never liked Larson, uh, hate the hyperbolic rhetoric, but congrats to him. Congrats to Mickey Hemrick. Oh, and Kevin Harvick is winless in 2021. LOL. Yeah, of course, it wouldn't be a, the final show of the year without some Harvick uh, slander. Shader uh, uh, boy. From Scott McNew, I've seen him in the chat all night long. I'm a Truex fan first, but if he couldn't win, I'm happy. The guy that was truly the best all uh, year around won it. That's kind of how I felt. I picked Truex. I was rooting for him, but if he didn't win, I was pulling for Larson. Um, happy early birthday to Groovy Goose. He says his birthday is on the 18th. I was asking for an early shout-out. Well, happy early birthday. Uh, you share a birthday with Denny Hamlin and myself, so that's a very special day. Let's make it a national holiday. Uh, Isaac, thank you for the super chat. In all three series, FRM Front Row has more wins than SA char this year dang between gilliland and uh and mcdowell wow what a year that's a good point um thank you nascar fan uh 6056 pick for next year's daytona 500 cole custer and he says make fun of me yeah just a little bit of an outside the box pick wouldn't be my pick but it's daytona um and then scott again with another super chat says the championship should rotate between phoenix homestead martinsville I'd be okay with that. It's not too cold in Martinsville. Uh, Looney, uh, Looney69 dropped a few uh, fruit stickers and uh, some Super Chats. So appreciate appreciate that. Um, eat your vitamins, I guess. Uh, Bigfoot, thank you for the Super Chat. Which road course do you all think if they did have a road course as the championship? Um, what do you guys, what would you be your prediction? I know we joked about Sonoma earlier. Coda. Ooh. Hawkins Glen. Mm. Yeah, probably Watkins Glen for the excitement factor. Probably, yeah, that'd be the well, best. Well, I don't think they'd give it to an SMI track. I feel no. like NAS. I feel like NASCAR's cornering the market on their tracks. Oh uh, yeah, it's probably a good point on that. Thank you for the ten from Dislocation. Uh, went to my first rate uh, NASCAR race since 2016 this year at Martinsville. Uh, also, last update about Taco Bell is that the Quesarito has stayed. Thanks for the great year. Y'all see y'all next year. Yes, yes, yes. It's day. Let's go. I didn't know that was big news, but thank you. You broke it for Darian here, Dislocation. Thank you for that. Um, thank you to, uh, thank you, Kevante, for the Super Chat. Has Kyle officially passed Chase as the top dog at Hendrick? I think after yes. this kind of year, you kind of have to say, yeah. I think so, yeah. That happened fast. I mean, last year it was all about this is Chase's team. He's leading them into the future. And he was still good this year. Another championship four, but yeah. Hey, but no, Larson's the new champion. More wins. Sorry. Ten wins. It's, it's hard to look away hey, from that. Anything can happen. You know, it might be Byron's year next year. Yeah. He's thank, on the come up. Thank you, Greg Dalton. Hey, Eric, how about this? The Cup Series at the famous Williams Grove Speedway Dirt Track in Central Pennsylvania or Port Royal Speedway. Would you ever see uh, – oh, he's not saying the championship, just a Cup Series race. I mean – I don't know what their capacity is like, but maybe one day we could see at least an exhibition race. You know, they tested at Bowman Gray recently. Anything's possible. Thank you, uh, JC1424. Um, very curious what the five car will look like next year. Number placement won't suit the current paint job anymore. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's true. Good point. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Damn. Uh, the other white designers, they'll, they'll do something. The other White Castle, thank you. Harvick finished P5 in the points in both 2020 and 2021. Nine wins, zero wins, fifth in points. At least he's consistent in one regard. That's that's at least respectable. Um, thank you, Nicholas Gray. Always good to see you. Truex is my second favorite, but there's a part of me that if Larson didn't win the championship, it would ruin what I thought uh, was a near-perfect season for Larson. Yeah, I think a lot of fans, like you were saying at the beginning, Darian, were a little relieved maybe that Larson, probably the most deserving driver this year, ended up walking away with the championship. And it was still exciting in the process. Like, he didn't just blow him out on Sunday. Um, Groovy Goose, thanks again. What does me, the chat, Jarrett, Eric, Danny, Darian, Santa, Jar Jar, the UFO, The Rock, and Denny Hamlin have in common? 
none of us have cup series championships <laughs> that's from <laughs> that is from goofy goose i didn't say that he said that <laughs> that is in fact a fact <laughs> one minute one Earlier minute. when I asked if it was fair or foul, Hemrick's move on Cindric. Scott McNew chimes in saying it's fair. If I finished second 10 times, I'd move my mom out of the way for a win. Shades of Tony Stewart right there. Thank you, Corvette Racing, with a very uh, festive uh, profile picture now. In an alternate universe, Ryan Newman bump and runs Kevin Harvick on the last lap in turn three to win the 2014 Ford EcoBoost 400 and the championship. Yeah, the, He was never really close enough, but you, you can always send it. Uh, he was only up front because of a two-tire strategy. Yeah, I don't know if he had enough grip left yeah. to dive bomb it. Uh, from Sean Taylor, uh, trailer, thank you uh, for the super chat. Kyle Larson has more wins on ovals this season than Mickey Elliott does in his whole career. Chase better go back to Disney World this offseason. <laughs> get some laps in at the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. For, get ready for next year, Chase. Best you can do. Thank you to our friend Sloppy Joe uh, for the super chat. Four bucks for four seasons of podcasting and one dollar because YouTube says five dollars to say something. You gotta do what YouTube says. Thank you for the support, Sloppy Joe. Thanks, Sloppy. That hit hit five minutes. Good good luck in good luck in your core race, Sloppy. Yeah, good luck. I did not make his big of a dent in these super chats as I was hoping, Uh, but we will get to the rest here at the end of the show. Thank you all so much for the support. Really do appreciate it. Y'all what's next. Next up, we've got to talk about some pretty big news, some rumors at least that have been trickling out over the last week or so. So last Friday during Steve Phelps, president Steve Phelps's state of the sport address. um, He was asked by Lee Spencer about rumors. Apparently that Dodge is close to coming back to NASCAR. And he said he would not confirm or deny these rumors. He basically said, like, we've been talking a bunch of OEMs, some new ones. I, mean, I can't no, confirm anything. But I can't say, deny it neither. He did say, yes. when we have something to announce, yeah. we will announce it. So it sounds like Dodge might be very close to returning. Once again, they haven't been in NASCAR since 2012. Guys, do you think this is happening? And if it does let's, happen, what teams will make the plunge? Let's, let's be honest here. This whole time we've t- been talking about OEMs with the next-gen car been talking about it really we've been talking about it on this show since 2018 that's really when all this stuff started up and there has never been a concrete like one manufacturer that's actually been named until now and he didn't confirm or deny listen if they're not gonna do like like if they're like is mercedes coming to nascar i guarantee he's gonna be like no we have not talked to them (laughs) but he's not gonna be cryptic for no reason like that like he's like the backlash that the fans would have would be huge about that. Um, so I, I think that there's there's some truth to this rumor. Uh, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it falls through. I just find it funny that of, of all the manufacturers that could possibly jump into NASCARs or trying to axe horsepower, it's Dodge who's on a freaking cocaine binge and wants to put 900 horsepower <laughs> in a freaking minivan. Of any manufacturer, it's it's dodge that does it a couple of you pointed that out in my video today and i i don't keep up with car culture so much but then people pointed that out and i was like oh you know they're right i did some research you know i was sitting here thinking like oh they, if, if dodge were to come back in a nascar wouldn't they wait until the new engine package gets announced like they aren't going to want to build these 900 horsepower racing engines for like two years would they maybe they would <laughs> maybe dodge <laughs> would maybe they'd actually have 900 horsepower it. goes burn yeah so <laughs> we couldn't we're not gonna see him next year obviously but maybe even by 2023 with the way the next gen is i would say it's not impossible it's just unlikely but i think it'll happen i think yeah. dodge is gonna come back in the next three years four years I now think now as far as the teams like which ones would switch once it's officially announced i mean Roger, I mean, uh, Team Penske does have a history with them. I mean, in their final season, they won the 2012 Cup Series Championship with Brad Kozlowski. 
Petty's got such a long history with Yeah, and RPM too. Like those are my top two. But Tony Stewart. I think Stewart House Racing is the most likely because Tony Stewart just announced his new NHRA team uh, and Mm -hmm. would not talk about what manufacturer was. And they're coming off a bad year. Ford had a down year. Tony Stewart's not married to any one manufacturer, but no. he is married. Wait, is he married now or still engaged? I don't know. He's I engaged. Think he's engaged. Yeah, engaged. Yeah. Well, he's almost married now to someone who has a history with Dodge. I think Stuart Haas Racing will probably be the first big team to join Dodge if and when they make the jump back into the Cup Series. That would be crazy. I, I, I could say it. I'm going with one that uh, I'm just thinking it would probably make sense for this team. They'd be higher up on the manufacturer totem pole no matter what. If they went to, to Toyota or Ford, they'd still be low on it. Uh, and let's be real, if you're not Joe Gibbs, don't go to Toyota. You you won't stay open. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with one, then people are going to laugh at me, but I think that this would be their best chance to be competitive. I'm going with Rick Ware Racing. I think they'd be higher up. They'd be higher up on the totem pole at Dodge compared to any other manufacturer. They would get better equipment from Dodge than they would from Chevrolet, Ford, or Toyota. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe that's just a... a, a option they could do to kind of i don't know it's, kind of shortcut their way up it's not far-fetched i mean I, I i just got done doing all the research for ganassi's team when sabco sold to ganassi sabco had fallen off a good amount with chevrolet and then they when they went to dodge they were a huge imp- improvement right there oh and that they're even pointing out uh too that in the pinty series uh rick Ware racing uses dodges oh, oh I yeah remember that. perfect got that I, I so know uh that. good good catch good catch chat well uh, nice I, guys. I forgot and that rick Ware is gonna have an alliance next year with shr so we could both be right so you know speaking of alliances and stuff the roush stuff Roush has a long history of Ford. Jack Roush, if he is still breathing, he is Ford. I don't think he'll yeah, switch. Yeah, he's to Ford, dude. But, he's but, but not to sound morbid, he is getting older, and it's now going to be Brad Keselowski's team. I'm not going to say that. Okay, if Dodge come into the sport next year or the year after, I'm not going to say that they'd immediately go. But I will say Roush will when it's Brad's team. They'll probably be Dodge again. They could. But, 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 not, not again. Not again. Brad will be Dodge again. But as yeah. long, uh, just like you guys are saying, as long as Jack Roush is alive, like that man's white blood cells are in the shape of Ford emblems. Like, Dude, he's been with like Ford since like the it's, 70s, it's, the 80s. Like, going he's been through there forever. His veins, man. Yeah. Like, he's never, like that man is, he like, I'm pretty sure like when, when, you know, whenever he, uh, he decides to, or not decides, whenever he decides to, to roll off in the sunset, he'll be in a Ford. But one day, like, when when he is you know at his funeral he's gonna be buried in a Ford, like yeah. that man is Ford to the afterlife. Like he he does not give two rips about any other I, manufacturer. Like they're gonna stick with Ford no matter what. I like, know Brad Kozlowski no is out of that name. Yeah, they will never switch. I mean, I get I get uh, Danny's logic though. You know Brad Kozlowski. I mean he you know former Dodge driver all that stuff. But yeah, I mean like. Roush still has, you know, some control within the team. And I feel like that's one thing that he wouldn't even consider. I don't know. Oh, and they make the Ford engines. Like I, yeah. I see some people in the chat have been bringing that up. And I think that, you know, that kind of feeds into what I'm saying. Like, exactly. I mean, that, there's no way. No, but why, no, watch, watch all of a sudden uh, Hendrick Motorsports goes, okay, we just had one of the best seasons. We're going to switch to Dodge. Yo. Well, <laughs> the thing of Rick Hendrick is, yes, he's been with Chevy forever. He is just at the end of the day. He made his fortune in the 
uh, automotive sales industry. He has a hand in every kind of manufacturer with his uh, automotive group. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think he really matters who he's with forever. He's been a Chevy for so long. I, I, I think SHR. I think Roush. There's the possibility in a few years when maybe Jack is not as big in the picture and it's more Brad Keselowski, the Fenway Group. Like it becomes more of their operation. Then I, I wouldn't rule it out. But well, anyway, a lot of rumors around Dodge this week. But that wasn't the only big thing to come out of Steve Phelps's State of the Sport address last weekend. So uh, we can kind of wrap this episode up, and I think wrap up this season of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast by looking ahead to 2022. We can talk about a few of the things Steve Phelps noted during this press conference. Uh, let's begin with you know he said that NASCAR's digital presence is the biggest, is at the getting the most traction that it has since 2015. So I know we're all on social media a lot. I assume that's what he's mainly referring to there. Um, I, how important is that? Because we've talked all about, we had, was it last week or the week before, we had Deanna on from the Formula One YouTube channel. We talked about how great their social media presence is, how great their streaming options are with like F1 TV Pro here in the United States. And I think that's worldwide. Like where can NASCAR going forward, what can NASCAR and its partners do differently or do better in that respect? I think you got to go to where younger people are. I mean, I haven't seen anything about this year, but in 2020 NASCAR was the seventh fastest growing brand amongst like people in their twenties. So go where they're at. I think that's what you got to do, whether it's, you know, doing different things. Like I like what they're doing with rocket league. I like what they're doing with a lot of these games. That's a start, do stuff like that. Just think outside the box is how you market the sport. Just go where young people are. And I think it'll work out better. To clarify, I don't think he's exclusively referring to just what NASCAR themselves is doing. I think he is also looking at, you know, people like us, people like the the Racing Spaces group from Twitter. There's lots of different uh, digital groups out there that are working to promote the sport. So I think he he's aware of everything besides what NASCAR themselves is just doing. Yeah, Steve Phelps actually said hi to us once. Uh, I think it was at the uh, it was at Coda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. inside of a crowd. I was like, oh, oh hey, how's it going? I was like, oh, hi. It's you. Yeah, we said hi to him at, at Vegas, didn't we, Darian? Wasn't I with you? Yeah, on the pit yeah, road? yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was on the road. I shook his hand. I thought it was hilarious. I saw him at Phoenix this weekend. He was just in the fan zone area on the infield at Phoenix, just walking around. He was on the phone, like with people pushing strollers and stuff to try and get <laughs> past him. I'm like, he's just hanging out, like. You wouldn't see like the commissioner in any other sports league do that. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's very laid back. I love you. I'll, I'll give it. You. I'll give it that. <laughs> and just be like being outside like a Colts guy. Motors well, Roger Goodell just ran away out there. Yeah, he would need yeah. layers of security. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not Steve. Not our boy Steve. But I'm with you guys. No, and like you said, Danny, I think NASCAR in general, its online presence has grown a bit, quite a bit. In large part, not to toot our own horn, but due to independent content creators like ourselves and like many of those who are watching. I know there are plenty of people in our chat that put out content of their own that just by being in these live chats like this by commenting on all these different posts on twitter on youtube on reddit wherever you're contributing to the conversation it's a community exactly yeah we joke about how wild the nascar online community can get sometimes and sure every community has its pockets has its moments has its blow-ups but in general i find what the nascar community has been able to do the last couple of years it's quite remarkable like i think it really it's a legit community y'all i mean and you know it's with people our age too that's the crazy thing too for years i was like do other NASCAR fans my age exist? And uh, finally found out. <laughs> well, we've, I mean, I, we've noted multiple times that pretty much every race we've went to, especially places like Coda and Road America, of just like how many people like that are in their 20s mm-hmm. and, you know, are, and, and teens are at these races and are really getting into it, wearing NASCAR merch. I mean, yeah, it, it's a pocket outside of it that NASCAR merch is a new popular thing, but it's like, 
that's a they're that's actually a brand. coming to races bro yeah like it's, it's nuts I, I was shocked i've been to a number of races this year and you know gone to the race and then flown out at the airport the next day but yesterday at phoenix getting on my plane back to houston there were probably 10 15 people wearing nascar gear on my flight i have never oh. seen that in my life i sat next to a guy in a kyle larson hat yeah, we were three very large people squeezing into one row. So if that guy's watching, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. I imagine you were uncomfortable as well. It was tight. It was a tight fit. But there were. My point is, you're exactly right. NASCAR is in the public eye. I think fans are more comfortable putting NASCAR in the public eye than they were five, eight years ago. I think that's a good thing. I think that's all a step mm-hmm. in the right direction. But um, Steve Phelps also mentioned that NASCAR's TV ratings are the most stable, are more stable than any other major sport in the last three years. Um, I think he's probably right. I mean, NASCAR fell off a cliff after 2017 when mm-hmm. Dale retired, Danica retired, Kenseth for a while retired, and then you know they've stabled since that, stabilized since then, which is a really good sign. And it sounds like even at the end of this year, they started to go up pretty consistently. So that is a very good sign. But um, I, I, well, we can kind of move on. I don't. We don't need to stop after all these bullet yeah. points. We can kind of wrap it up all at the end. But um, one other point Steve Phelps did make as we look ahead to next year and beyond the schedules, Auto Club Speedway. Still likely going to be turned into a short track, but Steve Phelps noted, you know, uh, some of the pandemic or not necessarily the pandemic related, but, you know, just supply shortages these days. Um, there's a possibility that the auto club short track construction could be delayed another year. We'll see. We've kind of backed up, backed up into a hole, essentially, is what it sounds like. Here. I, I was worried when they delayed it the first time. And again, I understood because pandemic was still going and I were these concerns yeah. and everything. And you want to give fans one last chance to see classic two-mile auto club. But the moment they delayed it once, I'm like, I know how this works. It could get delayed multiple times. It sounds like they still want to do it, but it might take longer than originally anticipated. And we, we've already seen some people speculating online that depending on the success or lack of success of the clash – could affect what you see in that Los Angeles market in the future. I'm sure that is also going to play a role. Um, and Phelps also mentioned that it is possible that they rotate the finale date. That is something that could yeah. still happen. So fans, I know they're asking that. We talked about that earlier. It could still happen. And then the one big thing he did say in this State of the Sport address that I noticed got social media quite riled up, um, he cited the fan council, the infamous fan council, <laughs> when, <laughs> when saying that uh, what he that their data shows that Fans against the 550 horsepower package are a, as he put it, the vocal minority. As in, there's not that many. There's more people that like it than don't like it. They're just really loud. That's what he's saying. That's what Phelps. And he's saying that's what the fan counsels. So here's the thing. I actually think Steve Phelps might be right. I think, I mean, go back to that Michigan race. I was a little down on it in my post-race recap, and my comments I were flooded. It. My comments, but my comments were flooded. And our ch- our show that week was flooded with people saying it was a great race. It was the best Michigan race they'd ever seen. So I, I enjoyed it in person. I think the average fan actually is okay, or even likes the 550 package to a certain extent. But it is the vocal hardcore fan minority that hates it. My problem is that Steve Phelps is citing the fan council. You know, he went yeah, on to say that I, he believes we have better racing horrible. now than ever. Uh, Jared's probably holding up. Yeah, he's holding up the fan it's, council yeah. question. It's, it's, would, it's rigged. They're would terrible. You, would, you, would you like me to read the four fan uh, Go council for it. I mean, they're terrible. Please. Please do. All right. For each of the following pairs, please select the option that you would be more exciting, uh, would you think would be more exciting to do. Uh, and I want you guys to pick these two uh, while we're doing this. All right. Option or question one, less side-by-side racing with more horsepower 
or more side-by-side racing with less horsepower. Yeah, it's, it's... more side-by-side racing. Oh but why God. does it have to be less ho- ho- horsepower? I mean, yeah, that's just saying we want Daytona and Talladega. That's, that's what that's exactly. And, and they loaded those kind of questions up where you, where your brain focuses on the first part, you don't really pay attention to the last part. Yeah, it's it's well, dumb questions. Here's here's the second one: drivers performing based on their equipment or drivers performing based on their skill. See, that's what I actually don't know when you say, because most people are going to say, oh, we want the drivers to perform based on their skill, right? I think most people would probably say that. What does that actually mean? Because to me, that says less downforce, more horsepower, but I don't think NASCAR sees it that way. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, there's the third one, close finish or close racing throughout the race. See, that one, how do you even control that? Yeah, you can't even control that. What? You, you can't control it, but if I had to pick, honestly, I'd rather see close racing throughout the race. I, I remember, I remember Kansas 2019. The finish was not that close, but the race itself was very close. That was the peak of the 550 package, in my opinion. Like I even put it in the top five races of the Gen 6 era. Like yeah. that was an actual legitimately good race. I went back and actually rewatched it uh, earlier this week, and there was a lot more passing. Now the last one here. Oh gosh! Drivers winning by a lot or drivers winning by a little? Matt, you can't control it. it's racing. What even, are you with, talking about? even with the five fifty packs, again outside of Daytona and Talladega, oh. you can't control that. Like those are the it's only. It's racing. Tracks. You can't control those kinds of things. They just happen naturally on their own. Like the way these questions are just worded out, it's like uh, uh, pick one or the other. It's well, like what, no. In some cases, you can have both. No, what it screams to me is whoever put it together, it screams that they're out of touch. Like that they, they, they don't like, they think they can control racing. Yeah. It's like anyone with like two working brain cells can tell you like, you can't control this. Like just things, a $20 part will break and completely yeah. destroy a driver's season. You know, what's actually better data to honestly look at because also I think he has a much larger sample size because this, the, the NASCAR fan counts is what? 200 people. It's not that many. Is it? No, it's oh. a lot. It's I a lot. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know how many thousands. actually. Oh, uh, well. Well, anyway, this, he, this guy gets thousands every week. The culmination over the years of Jeff Gluck's polls honestly probably give much better data than the fan council data. Well, but that's what I'm saying. As we said, yeah, earlier, I, even, your, I would make a case Jared's poll too. Your poll, Jared, and Jeff Gluck's poll said 2021 is the bet, most fun season if, of the last if, few years. If you, yeah. if you and Jeff. If, if if you can contact him and collab on this big great collab of Jeff Gluck to combine both your poll data and his poll data to get a better understanding of what fans have actually enjoyed. See, the thing like the thing about Jeff's uh, and I appreciate with this is that his is definitely uh it's definitely a base that is mostly following him. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely mostly a diehard base, whereas mine I've noticed takes off in the algorithm a lot more like i have a yeah. lot of people so who you, will leave reach casual like, fans or less we, hardcore fans we had like this this problem well i won't say problem but we had this like different kind of experience early in the year and I, I noted it in the show where people would like leave a negative comment and they'd be like oh you're just leaving it for the show and they're like what show <laughs> and like they <laughs> genuinely don't watch the podcast yeah i mean you they said just, it Today we had eighteen thousand people who voted. We it's, got five ninety two watching. Where are y'all? We watched yeah, the show. Exactly. So, not, so it, it, it's, it's like different bases. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's going to be overlap, of course, but I would I would love to kind of compare and contrast like what different audiences on different platforms think. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, but again, I, that's fine. I do think Phelps has a point, perhaps, when he says that fans in general don't care much about the package. They just like close and you know what they deem to be competitive racing. Um, the average fan, the general, I mean, NASCAR again reaches millions of people every week. But I think him citing the fa- fan council, he needs to stop doing that. Even if NASCAR yeah. privately is going to keep like using the fan council because they know it's biased, and they get what they want out of it. Don't say that because if, everyone knows the I, fan council is a sham at this point. It's bad PR. Get angry. If, if, if I if I hear the fan council being quoted as legitimate data, I just immediately see the SpongeBob, the fan council. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's not a good look. Yeah, look, the way the questions are freaking worded, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's clearly, you know, for the purposes of like, you know, trying to, you know, push the fan base to some sort of narrative here. You know, I'll let you guys decide what that is. Yeah. I, well, I don't want to end this on a down note. We have some more interesting things yeah. to talk about here in just a moment, but, uh, Another interesting topic, though, next year, um, and I don't think this has been confirmed, but there was a rumor going around, so I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't think this is a true rumor. But uh, the idea going forward is that NASCAR is looking heavily into into 20-minute practice sessions next year, which we already talked about. will not be full practice sessions. That, I think, is probably true. What happened to 30? But oh those practice quest sessions will immediately follow, be followed by qualifying. There was a rumor going around that there will be group qualifying sessions. I'm not convinced that is in fact going to be true but i guess it remains to be seen it could end up being true i may not maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but it's it's been popping up a lot the way that like the stuff about 550 did in 2018 so i don't know if it'll be exactly the same i just i just don't nascar i think nascar be extremely foolish to do 10 minute group qualifying sessions at road courses you can get away with it road courses sure Um, But if they try to do a 10-minute group qualifying at Texas Motor Speedway with 550 horsepower, yeah, the next gen is going to drive differently. Maybe it's not going to draft the same or whatever. But if they try to do that, they're asking for the same issues that Boyer called them out for back in 20, what was that, 2019? When they tried doing group qualifying with 550 horsepower. It's stupid. Like, why would you, you've already learned that that's not the way to do it. You can't do group qualifying with 550 horsepower, at least not Uh. usually. Especially if you're going to narrow it down into a 10-minute. 40 cars, you expect 40 cars to go make a clean lap in 10 minutes? No, that's not going to happen. You're going to have drivers they pissed off. They're going to call you out. So I don't think th- I, I don't think that's true. I think they're going to do single car qualifying, but that has been a rumor going around. The shortened and abbreviated practices, I think that is going to happen, and that we've already talked about. We're very bummed about that. That's not very. It's just a shame because you know the at the track content throughout the weekend when I was growing up, you know, you had all these practice sessions, you know, single car qualifying and stuff. I understand, you know, you want to save the team's money, you know, here and there and stuff, but I mean. Just thinking about, you know, some of the, you know, driver's developments that have been stunted, unfortunately, because we have not had that many practice sessions this year, you know. So it was refreshing during the championship four weekend, you know, to see practice and qualifying play a legit factor during the race weekend once again. And also, you know, fans had reasons to go to the track and, you know, watch on-track activity throughout the weekend. But stands are packed just, for cup qualifying. This exactly. Last you're just well, taking packed. that more you're, – you're taking more content away. It's just a shame. There's probably 10 not, or 15,000 people there for qualifying. Not trying to say this in a bad way, but, like, when I go to races now, you know, the only thing good to do before a race is go shop for these things. I mean, that's just the truth of it. Well, they, yeah. they want you to be spending that money. <laughs> That's yeah. how you do it. I'm not even spending money with NASCAR. I'm spending it with independent tent vendors. Well, where are they spending I mean, their money? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, see. I don't want to end on a down note. We don't know if exactly what's going to yeah. happen. I, I feel like we should, right. it's smart to just wait. So many rumors have changed over the course of the year about practice and qualifying next year. Let's wait until it's officially confirmed so as to not spread a panic. I see the chat's already panicked. I don't want panic. I don't yeah, want to end the show on a panic. panic. Bro. We can't end 2021 on a panic, We got to end on a positive note. So let's end – 
on a more positive note, unless you live in Dover, Delaware, or if you're a big fan of Nashville Super Speedway, because then maybe this news also gives you reason to panic. I'm sorry. I don't make the news. Yeah. I just talk about it. But according to, or not according to, announced this week by SMI, they're buying up Dover Motorsports. Speedway Motorsports, you know, the company that yeah. owns Charlotte, Atlanta, Texas, Bristol, Sonoma. They're buying up Dover International Speedway and Nashville Super Speedway. Thanks, uh, Bowman. Yeah, Bowman kills another yeah, He one. kills another race you know, track, the, Both those tracks were heavily sponsored by Ally this year as well. So that's that ties yeah. into the whole – it's 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 predictable at this point. We should have known this was coming. But, uh, but nobody did. Everyone seems a bit blindsided, a bit surprised by this. Everyone's trying to predict what does this mean going forward. What I think it means, and then I'll let you guys share your thoughts. I think they're buying Nashville Super Speedway because they're the same company that's trying to – work on, on renovating the Nashville fairgrounds. I think their mm-hmm. hope is that in a few years when the super speedways contract is up, maybe by then the fairgrounds will be cup series ready. And then it'll be really easy for SMI to move, you know, dates around. They can give the fairgrounds a date if they want, they can do one and one or two at fairgrounds. Not, they can, they can maneuver it easier. They're basically buying up their competition and the same right. may go for Dover. Nothing may happen to Dover. There's the possibility that SMI, who owns a lot of intermediate tracks, sees that the future of NASCAR is not intermediate tracks. They want to diversify. Like, hey, we'll buy that mile track up in Delaware. That'll be cool. But there's the possibility that they drop Dover from the schedule in the future as well. Maybe, and my theory is maybe they drop it in place of North Wilkesboro because SMI also owns North Wilkesboro and has been, you know, at least hinting that they might try to renovate that track in the near future. So, to my, in my opinion, it's is SMI buying up some of their competition so that in the future it makes it easier for them to move things around. But that's obviously totally speculative at this point. What were y'all's well, reactions to well, this news? You, you see a clear pattern when whenever SMI buys up a track that is not theirs and is usually owned by someone else or they get a track that, that wasn't theirs. Well, you, see it, you saw it with North Wilkesboro. They shut that down for Texas. You see it with the Rock. They shut that down. I believe I, I can't remember which one they shut that down for. I think for Texas as well. Um, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is just the easy like middleman kind of fight here to just sort of be like, all right, fine, we'll put on a few races for what they'll probably call Dover Motor Speedway in Nashville's motor speedway um they'll probably rename it they'll probably put the logo next to it and all that and, speedway. and the thing that sucks is national super speedway had such a good looking logo yeah, yeah. It did. The, yeah. so they're, they're, they're probably gonna do that and then i i feel like this is marcus smith's way of being like see we don't have to get rid of the dirt bristol race we can just get rid of nashville man <laughs> we can put nashville in place of nashville like it's fine man we don't have to move to Br- and, Bristol. We'll just put it on 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 North Wilkesboro instead, of, like for Dover. Like it's fine. We're good. We're good. Unless yeah. unless they have completely renovated the fairgrounds, they'd be dumb to I think get rid of Nashville. Racing may not be the best at Super Speedway, but the Nashville market, as we've been talking about throughout the season, is clearly one of the best markets for NASCAR. For for racing in general, all races held SRX, IndyCar, and NASCAR had sellout crowds this year. Yep, exactly. But now this means, at least once this gets approved, that SMI for a short period... Well, now, if they officially ever own National Fairgrounds, they'll own three tracks in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, That's true. And, and technically, I, I don't know if Dover Motorsports still had anything in that track in Memphis, but that's maybe i don't know i have no idea that but if they do oh my gosh it's the tennessee company now it's a little crazy i hope they don't change the logos they didn't change circuit of the america's logo but they were just leasing that track this year so hey, they probably weren't allowed to i'm not i'm not gonna lie when i was a kid i was fought to the smi logo i was fought that that was like 
just a bristle thing because it looked like a big oval for the shape of Bristol, and then the the car looked like the state of Tennessee. I always thought that was like Bristol's logo. That's yeah. funny. That's really funny. You know, uh, I I had a thought and I just totally lost it. Oh, my only hope is that they don't remove Miles the monster. Keep Miles. Please don't. don't don't touch. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a I won't I don't know if it's like a national landmark, but that's like oh. a, a legit famous landmark. Like I remember I remember be. being in grade school and like to we had a field big trip? enough class. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, I wish. Uh, we had a big enough class that we were able to have every student do a report on every state. Of course, I picked Indiana because it was the only one I could talk legitimately about racing almost the entire time on. But the other one was Delaware because, like, the first thing that comes up when they talked about Delaware was Miles the Monster. Nice. Wow. Like, like that, like, even, even in, like, a non-racing sense, that is a famous thing. Mm. So, like, I've, I feel like they're going to put, like, they're gonna put like a shirt on him with the SMI logo or something. Like, <laughs> no, do, please don't. Or or when or when the like or when the, like they uh, repave it to uh, asphalt, they're gonna they're gonna make him like an asphalt monster. Or something. No, no, no. Oh. Here's what's gonna happen. Like like a giant cliff bar. No, no. Just give him a giant cape, a blue cape of the SMI logo. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. It's SMI, right? Eddie Gossage comes out of retirement and puts a TV on Miles the Monster's face. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he, he orders, hey, I want you to tear the head off and put my head on the monster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, he turns bro. into a bobblehead. That's what he always did. He always made bobbleheads yeah, for everybody. <laughs> please don't take Dover off the schedule, though. I mean, like, should, does it deserve two dates? No, but it deserves a place. No. On no track is safe with SMI. We know North Wilkesboro, but now also Kentucky Speedway has been forgotten about by SMI. Pretty much. Yeah. No, done. this is this is actually they're buying it up. This is their way of getting three Texas dates back. They're not gonna get two back. They're gonna have three Texas dates. That's their master plan. The There's... Cup series will die if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> three Texas dates. Oh. It's enough to kill NASCAR. Baby. You see, we all think Eddie's retired. He's somewhere lurking with a secret plan. They're yeah. going to make him the track president. He said, Wilkesboro. He said Texas Motor Speedway is going to take over the world, basically. We're going to host every type of event there. Oh. Eddie, Eddie's going to be president of North Wilkesboro in his first announcement. Guys, I'm making this Texas 2.0. <laughs> Get the bulldozers going. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so bad. Well, what a way to end it with a good old fashioned Texas Motor Speedway joke. Yeah. This is fantastic. Can't well, go out another way, right? This has been a tremendous episode. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around. We got a few more super chats to get to, but before we do super chats, we don't have any picks to make this week. There's no race, oh. but we have to officially count up the end of the year pick points between myself, right. Darian, Jarrett, Danny, our guests that we've had, our tremendous guests we've had throughout the year, as well as you all, the chat. There's a very a, highly contested battle for that third place podium. So we already know who's won. Yeah. Third and place. just a heads up, just a heads up. I have not even looked at the points. I was told not to. So I'm going to let Jared read and the points still off. Don't even, still don't even look. Just let Jared read. All right. All right. I won it with 647 points. Eric Go has off. come in second, minus 60. Guests are fifth, minus 159. Danny is sixth, minus 177. The big fight is between the chat. In between Darian and I want to see in the chat, like, who do you think won? Like, you'll probably pick yourselves, but.
but between Darren and yourselves, who do you think won? Because I'm I, I, I'm gonna be like Ryan Seacrest and just drag this out as long. Yeah, as I I'm I'm gonna put me. Oh wait, yeah, we have to have a uh, a uh, a whole ass commercial break now. Basically, what, wait, so so we're we're having picks here with the chat still. <laughs> yeah, let's I see who the chat picks. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder who the chat picks. Yeah, oh, the T Pain. Why is there always I, a T Pain? T Pain. T Pain. I can't do that. All right, guys, I will tell you. The difference is one point. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god, dude! Darian, I'm on, praying dude. for you. I'm praying what, for what, you, Darian. What, 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 what were those numbers? Please. Minus eighty-eight and minus eighty-nine. Oh, minus eighty-eight for Dale. That's you, Darian. You got it. You nailed it. It's gotta I, be me, bro. I it think was I you. got it, bro. I picked Hamburg, dude. I, oh, you got I, it. I had to have won, bro. You got it. Has to you be Darian. Come on, bro. Who won, Jarrett? Who's third? In third place, minus eighty-eight points. One Dude. point over fourth, who just got on the podium, is the chat. I let his ass on for over two hours on this. Oh, you blew it, you mook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job, chat. You got the bronze. Bronze medal. Well done, folks. I, I had to say it for slaps since he's not here. Dude. There's no, oh my gosh. <laughs> How did y'all beat me by one point? Darian lost by one point. To How? Y'all. How, bro? Oh did they pick, they probably picked Larson. Did you pick Larson? Yes. And they, they picked Hamrick. They picked Larson. See, let me, let me find. But, did, but did, did they pick Ben Rhodes? How, See, bro? Let, let me find the picks and then I can kind of read them off to you. Wait, oh, where, were you behind either. coming into the weekend, Darian? So I, he yeah. was three points behind. Yeah. Coming so you made up two. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I got to find him. I don't know where you I got to be him. kidding me. <laughs> Get a recount. There All right. hey, oh, Napa Racing Fan 927 points out. Even with a Kevin LePage pick, the chat beat BFM. <laughs> <laughs> that one point, bro. This is nuts. All right. So let's, let's uh, look at Darian's picks versus uh, the chat. So they both picked Larson and they both picked John Hunter Nemechek. The difference maker came in is where Darian picked for Xfinity. He picked John Hunter Nemechek to win. To oh. win. And they picked Noah Gregson. Darian was the highest finishing with the Xfinity pick, but but it wasn't enough to get the win. Yeah, the chat got four points, difference of two. Had oh. Darian picked Daniel Hemrick, he would have finished third. Regrets. But you you picked Hebrick to win the championship. You just didn't pick him to win the race. And see, this is why this is why the format is flawed. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, our format one is a little point, questionable. Bro. They're not gonna lie. <laughs> one whole point. We can make some tweaks to it, but I mean, at the end of the day, props to the chat. Y'all want I, I, I want a playoff. If you win, and you're in. Like even with the Kevin LePage, like which is basically a, a wasted race, they still be oh embarrassing. This is an embarrassing season by me. And I'm oh, sorry, yeah. guys. Pick well, busts, Darian Gilliam, yeah. 2021. No, 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 no. That, that's me. That's me. That's me. They no, said dude. missing rings, Darian 2021. <laughs> that is nuts, dude. It came down to it. I was like, oh, yes, I won. I was like, I was, I for sure thought I won the whole thing this whole time. Did Darian <laughs> Gilliam expose the system in 2021? Uh, clearly not. I got sacrificed for it. Dang. But it, <laughs> hey, it was fun doing it all year, chat. It was a blast. Thank you guys for participating. And next year, though, next year, it'll be the comeback back year or a year where I'll, I'll finish last in the standings. I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, thanks everyone for playing along. Congratulations, Jared. You blocked that up like the six months ago. It felt like the um, champion. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> But thank you, everyone, for sticking with us tonight. We've just hit the two-hour mark. I'm going to burn through these final Super Chats. Really appreciate y'all's support. And then we'll uh, kind of sign off with our final thoughts on the year. Thank you, Platinum Paradise. I was surprised how anticlimactic the Truck Series finale was with how insane the whole season went. I expected 2016 Cup Homestead on steroids. Yeah, I'm with you there. Oh, that does look like Jeff Gordon just a little bit. Like, that's that's a little weird. It does. It has like the eyes and everything. Oh, that's, that's creepy. Thank you, C. Workman. Season done. Blackhawks suck. No snowcross till January. Uh, and, and a NASCAR game more unbearable than Junior's four-year winless streak. What the hell am I supposed to do? Join the club. <laughs> All I got left are my one-win Texans and one-win Rockets. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough. It is rough. The Rockets have a bright future, at least. Uh, Oh, you don't know yet? You don't, I, don't, like I thought they'd have a couple wins by now. I, geez. No, um, no, bro. Thank you, Austin, uh, for the super chat. $10, very generous. Deegan just had bad luck this year. She had good speed, but her luck was terrible. Watch her race day vlogs on her channel, and you'll see that she had decent speed, but just had crap luck. Yeah. Now nah, I watched the race. Uh, she had some speed. She also was slow a lot, um, so it was yeah. a mix. The other thing I want to point out about those uh, race vlogs is I kind of paid attention more to it uh, firsthand at SRX in Nashville. There's a little bit more behind the scenes of those than you think. Yeah, I mean, they it's selectively edited. Let's say that she's not gonna mm. sit there and say, "Hey, I really suck today." You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, exactly. Uh, Nicholas Gray, thank you for the super chat. NBC and Peacock need more crossover coverage. I agree. I hope they do that more next mm-hmm. year where they broadcast it on both at the same time. Thank you, Nate. Uh, with SHR Strong showing this past weekend, it showed me how much better they would have been with practice and qualifying. That's maybe a good point. I think that would have certainly helped, especially Harvick and Rodney Childers, but even Cole Custer and Al Marola ran in the top 10 this weekend. That's a good point. Um, thank you, Hot Piss. Not so fun fact, someone died crossing the street at Bristol while I was there okay uh that's uh, very sad very unfortunate oh my god i didn't hear about that tragedy um that's very sad um scott mcnew steering us in a different direction favorite race in person was the bristol night race in the southern 500 favorite race on tv was the daytona august race i i would agree all three of those were uh, bangers quite honestly steven gibson thank you for the 10 it wasn't the best season ever like the marketing was uh but it was definitely a fun year with new tracks teams and winners we got new winners in all caps that is true a lot of new winners um from some from something went wrong uh not gonna lie gen 6 did put on a good show the last three seasons but nas uh, also nascar bust Haley deegan win Whoa, oh, let's not whoa, get this. I know, I know we've been making fun of her. It's still, year, bro. It's still, she's not even, yeah. Is she even 20? Uh, I don't know. She might be 20, but either way, even if she's 20, like, I know we're making fun of her a little bit here tonight. But no, she, it's, it's too early. Relax. It's too early to let's call relax, her. Relax, y'all. From uh, PTM Billy, good to see you. I can now confirm I will be in Daytona for Speed Week. The only thing left to figure out is where I will stay. Will I see any of you guys there? Maybe? Yes. <laughs> You'll you, see always. One or two of us. At least a few yeah. of us. Maybe all of us. I, I don't know yet. I, I, no no surprise for me this year. I promise that. <laughs> well, then Dan, Danny will be predictable. You'll know what he's doing. What, he'll telegraph his move. Um, <laughs> I'm already going to Clash. I don't know if I can make Clash and Daytona That's true. Work, I'll be so. at the Clash. That's yeah. one coast to the next. I want to go to that too, yeah. Uh, thank you, Irvin, for the 10. Haas Motorsports in general, a lost season. But good news is Mick Schumacher gets Employee of the Year. At least NASCAR officials are not the NFL refs. Uh, he's joking. Oh yeah, ta- NASCAR officials giving taunting penalties. They basically give. The, they did that to um. Was it Half? Who was it that got doc- penalized five laps for spinning a guy? Quinn Half. Quinn Half. That's basically yeah, a taunting penalty. Um, 
Anyway, thank you, Alex, for the $10 super chat. I'm happy at Phoenix. Eric took a photo with Radman. I got to use him looking four feet tall next to the giant Eric. I roast him in his own Discord server. I like Radman. We just enjoy roasting him. I'm glad I could okay. help. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Poor Radman. Okay. Actually, he's following me and Jeff around all week, and I'm 6'7. Jeff is probably like 6'4. I think Radman's like 5'9. He's not short, but he looks yeah. short. Rough weekend for poor Radman. <laughs> From Jason, thank you. Don't you think that NASCAR 15 is a good game? I never played it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, all right. The, I, I never played it, but it looks playable. For the Eutectics games, yeah, at least it's playable, right? From Andrew, Unlike other games. From Andrew, this season was absolutely wild. 16 different winners, mind-numbing officiating, and a drama-filled playoffs. What a ride it was. Enjoy the offseason. Pretty yeah. good summary right there. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your offseason. Um, Scott McNew, thanks for the super chat. He was chiming in on that earlier conversation about best paint scheme of the last few years of the Gen 6 era. He says Dale Jr. Uh, 2017 Homestead car, so that same diecast you were showing off, Danny. Um, and he says his bust for the next gen era he thinks will be Truex, which I think some of us mentioned as well. Um, from a Cavante again, he says Jimmy Johnson's Superman scheme was his favorite of the Gen 6 era. That's a solid, solid one. one. Iconic. Yeah. Um, from Wade, uh, he says he asked, Will Truex get a second championship? Phoenix was close. Um, Truex is he's been in the championship four, I think five yeah. times now. So I, he has been close a lot. He just hasn't seen. I the could deal. see it. I could see it. I could see it happening. I mean, 2017 was very impressive, but remember 2017, he was mm-hmm. so good all year. He was the Larson yeah. of that year in a lot of ways. It'd be cool if he could win a, a championship when he isn't the dominant car all year long. That would be, right. that'll be the big upset. Um, thank you. Uh, what does it say? Bumstead 13. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. Oh wait, I lost it. Where'd it go? Come back. We have a lot of super chats. I'm trying to get through these as quick as I can, but thank you all so much for the support. Uh, Percentage of certainty, Dodge is back in the fight. Uh, I'll give it a 69% chance. I think it's very nice odds. Nice. It's very nice. Very nice odds. I'll go with 69.9%. Why? Why do you got to outdo me like this? (laughs) Just a little bit. I'll go with 69.99%. 69.420%. Yeah, I'll go with 69.420%. Nice. Just don't be a snitch like 69. Okay. Uh, from Thernquist, Turnquist, I don't know how to say that, but thank you for the super chat. YouTube Championship Seasons, NASCAR Weekly Podcast 2021. Oh, oh sweet. Thank, thank you, dude. Very kind that's of really you nice. Appreciate uh, it. Thank from Colo C, $2.69, says Blaney equals the face of Ford. I mean, he was this year in Cup, at least. I yeah. Long term, I, I still say Logano for now. From Lyle Bailey, thank you for the super chat. Would Eric trade his Camry for that number 17 DeWalt Ford and drive it as his daily driver? Great season and great podcast. Look forward to next year. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, uh, Danny. I, I I sent the guy a message on Facebook. He never got back to me, so I don't think he took me seriously. But yeah, I want to know what he, who's the guy. For people who didn't see it on Twitter, this dude's selling Matt Kenseth's rookie car. Yeah, I at least wanted to know. I'm, I I mean, I'm not. I'm, I have like I tweeted. I have three dollars, but I, I can stretch uh, that three dollars. Worst that could happen is he says thirty thousand dollars, and you never message him. Yeah, I guess he probably doesn't want people me going around like telling everybody what he's charging. He's probably like he probably wants you to come in with a price, and he'll say yes or no. But I don't know what. I don't know. That don't car, ruin the market, Eric. That car's don't worth ruin. millions to me, which so I, I'm not gonna. Obviously, I'm not gonna tell him that. Um, but anyway, thank you, Isaac, for the super chat. Hottest take of the year: Talladega Nights isn't funny. Agreed. I, I mean, I agree. Oh yeah, that's oh, no. been yeah, that's been said for a while. I, it is funny in parts, but I think it was mm. not a good sport, a good movie for NASCAR's image. I guess that's what yeah. I say. Um, thank you, Groovy Goose, for the last time this year. Spin the UFO. Oh, we almost nice. forgot it. Yeah, spin the UFO. That's From Corvette right. Racing Forty Eight, Mickey Mouse questions for the Mickey Mouse Council. <laughs> accurate, accurate. 
Uh, Groovy Goose, thanks for the super chat. Eric, let's go to Whataburger for our birthdays. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds like a great uh, plan. Uh, GN, thanks for the super chat. Is Maddie D officially a lol cow? Now, I have not heard that word used in a long, long time. Yeah, um, A's whatever. He, Shout out to Tree. Oh, yeah. I was, you're, I was like, you're what does that have to do with Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. but I was like, what does he have to do with Matt Benedetto? And then I was like, you oh, know, because he's black. Black Vice Matt. Black Vice Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, he's East Step. Eric Eastup. Yeah, it's not not as bad. You won't get canceled for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Groovy Goose. Uh, again, he says thanks for the great year, guys. On to the next one. Thank you so much, Groovy Goose. Always great to see you in the chat. Yep. Um, Fly south, my my goose friend. Yeah, rest thank those you. wings. Fly south, get warm, and then rest for a little while. That's what you gotta do, man. Yeah. Thank you, NASCAR fan 0987. I think Tim Richmond is extremely overlooked as a driver. He won in his mm-hmm. first two races back in 1987. Yeah. He also won seven races in 1986. Tim yeah, Richmond. Yep. You know, I, I mean, he's not over, overlooked. There's always at least a couple throwback schemes to him every year, it feels he, like. He's, he's more like a, what could have been, I guess. Oh, what sure. could have been, yeah. If he would have slowed down his lifestyle, it would have been a future change. Uh, absolutely. Sure. Um, and then Philip Richards, thank you for the very generous 20. Really appreciate it. Says, I haven't been able to buy as many Super Chats as I'd like this year due to losing a job mid-year, but I haven't missed a show. You guys uh-huh. do a fantastic job, and I wish you all the best. Merry off-season and happy Christmas. Wishing <laughs> wow. you the best as well, Philip. Thank you yeah, so much for the support. Yeah, too. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Hope you have a very wonderful holiday mm-hmm. season. We really appreciate the support. Um, from KB Fan 18 have you guys seen the Ben Rhodes interview? Yes, we have. We talked about it yes. a little bit earlier. That was a classic. Um, and then Scott, again, very generous tonight from Scott McNew. Um, $50 says, I discovered you guys at the beginning of last year, and I wanted to say you guys are truly the best. I'm glad I was able to meet all four of you this year. I always look forward to the podcast. Hope you guys have a merry offseason and a happy Christmas. It's, that's the recurring NASCAR joke at this <laughs> point. But no, very uh, very generous of you, Scott. Thank you so much for the super chat. And yeah, we have all – where did we meet Scott at? Do you guys remember? Was it in India? It, it, it might have been Nashville. Nashville. I, I think Scott is a Tennessee guy. That's right. Maybe, thinking. yeah. That's Let us right. know in the chat if you're still here. Just add I, I've yeah. met a lot of people. There's so many people I've met this year that I know from this show that tell me, like, I remember meeting GN. I think, was it Daytona? I met GN. And it was like, when people saying, like, who they are, I'm like, oh, my God. I've just seen their username yeah. for months yeah. and years mm-hmm. at this point. It's crazy how many people we met this year. Um, but thank you so much, Scott. Really do appreciate it. Um, from Blue Jimmy Fan, another person that we know. Um, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. It's refreshing. Thank you for four seasons of this amazing show. I can't wait for season five. And I'll say this. I'll see y'all in a sunny place in Florida very soon. Ooh, someone else Ooh. might be going to Daytona. Nice, nice. From nice. Uh, Chips Never, hope I'm saying that right. Uh, this thought hit me late, but I can see Richard Petty switching to Dodge since that team is an evolution of Everham Motorsports and Petty Enterprises. I think some mm. of us speculate on that uh, as well. Uh, from Scott again, by the way, Eric, you're doing better. I got one win Pistons and zero wins Lions. Yay. Oh, so yeah, that that's Eesh. unfortunate. Thank you, yeah. Edible Giraffe fifty nine. The entire truck series season was a meme fest, and then the finale was calm. Also, Harvick and Hamlin should square up with Matt from Wii Sports. I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> Who's Matt yeah, from Wii Sports? I was always yeah. who was my rival in Wii Sports? I forget. There was this there was this one chick with freckles that she was always she beat me at bowling every time, and I <laughs> frustrated the heck out of me. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, hot piss again. Found y'all earlier this season. Thanks for giving me something to do on Wednesdays to give up my alias. My real name is Jason. I'm 22. Oh. I'll be at Bristol next year. I better meet y'all this time. I'm yeah, glad for I, sure. Jason. I'm glad I don't have to for call sure. him hot piss anymore and call him yeah. Jason. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. We're calling you Jason from now on. Yeah. I can't just stand up a straight face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you for the super chat. Thank you. Zombified. Uh, I've been watching for a while. My favorite part of the season was when Larson was hired by Hendrick. 
Well, the rest is history, mm. absolutely. And then again from Scott, met Jarrett at Michigan and Martinsville, Eric at Darlington, Danny at Michigan, and Darian at Martinsville. So he's, he met us oh. all over the dang place. Yeah. That's oh, what I couldn't remember. Okay. okay, yes, it was at Michigan. I do remember Darlington right. now. Darlington nice. was a... Was a, I'm sorry, I'm reading the chat. The chat's goofy. Uh, and then one final super chat again. Very generous. Thank you so much for the support tonight, y'all, and all season long. From Vote Kyle, $3,050. Gonna chug a bush like Caitlin Larson and call it a year. Thanks for the memories. That about sums it up. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for the support, Vote Kyle, 3000 And all of you who watched tonight and all season long. Uh, do y'all have closing thoughts? I mean, I don't want to just sit here and I feel like I've been talking for hours and hours, but... It's another year in the books. We've been doing this now. I mean, we've all been a part of the show. I know Danny and Jarrett, y'all began this show at the beginning of 2018. I joined shortly thereafter. Darian was shortly after yeah. that. So it's been almost four years now. Like, that's like the amount of time most people graduate high school. And we've gone through high school <laughs> together, y'all. Basically. Gone through puberty uh, let's, together. Let's, let's, let's call it college. Uh, um, let's call it college. We've been to college together. College. That's <laughs> that's actually more accurate, I'd say, yeah. But been a great time we, we've we've had a few uh in-person drunk nights like college so yeah college is pretty, yeah. pretty apt comparison um man it's just crazy we've you know i was counting them up and i think i think we've done 171 of these like that's just because three in person one where it was all four of us in person um one of us has gotten married and two and two of y'all was was best man in a wedding eric would have been if he hadn't you know was in a different circumstances uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mickey had so, his uh, dungeon unfortunately but no no absolutely like we've spent so much time together we've all traveled across the country together we've done this show across the country together i think it's pretty wild one more from colo I mean, c says good year my favorite guys by the way, I'm and he drops his i guess twitter or something so people can go follow him on twitter a candy <laughs> nice nice so yeah. Well, also, next next year, I think we're gonna have stuff like just on another level. There's some, yeah. there's some cool stuff we're we're planning. I, we got something nice for y'all next I, year. That, the the hard part is you can't say everything. We can't. Day, we can't, bro. But we're gonna have it, all it, these it, plans. It, it, it'd, be it'd be it'd be nicer. If, I don't know. Some of y'all was my neighbor or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nah, I'm I'm just. It's amazing. Like. I remember in season one, we got done with the show when it was like the four of us after like two or three episodes or it was four of us. I'm like, you know what? You know, when in like five years, we can maybe get a cup driver on. We can talk to a few people in the sport. Like maybe one day we'll get a cup driver. And then it was like, I think a week later, by the way, uh, we got Bobby Allison. <laughs> like it's just been such a wild ride. Like it, it's, it's, it's really weird to think of like, 2017 on back at least for me just because it's like everything when it comes to nascar was so different and it's like i i don't know i know i always think about it because like i've always said like part of the reason i wanted to start this my channel and and this show was like to, to keep interested after dale jr retired and i never knew i'd have more fun now than like the last two or three years of rooting for dale jr as my favorite driver even when he was winning like, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's just nuts. Yeah, dude. I mean, growing up, I mean, like I said earlier in the show, finding other NASCAR fans, that was such a rare thing. I think I knew like one other kid in my high school that watched it and stuff like that. And that was about it growing up. So really from 2004 to 2017, it was just solely as a junior fan. And then I think from 2018 on, I just became, you know, a 
a NASCAR fan uh, and uh, and really more of a motorsports fan in general too. And then finding these three guys, I mean, it's been a blessing, man. It's been awesome. And then even in the chat, Cito Brown says, uh, ever since he became a fan of the show in August of 2018, he's grown to know people like Denny Delivers and, and John mm-hmm. Van- Vandeventer. I'm, I hope I'm saying your name right. And us and others, it's just... I mean, it's, it's cool that everybody's like, you know, they're starting to befriend one another, you know, because, you know, they're in the chat during the show or, you know, because they see us on Twitter or something like that. And then they naturally meet other people. Like, it's just awesome to be able to, you know, to have this type of platform to just talk about racing and stuff like that, you know, sort of unfiltered, you know, just get our raw opinions and all that stuff. And, you know, I I think the fans, they love that, too. They obviously find that appealing. And I, again, we don't have a job without you guys, man. So, like, all these, like, trips and stuff we get to take and stuff like that, all these like you know race work trips and all that it's all because of you guys so thank you guys so much what i think is just funny doing youtube in general has saved me from having honestly pretty boring career path to a career that i love uh and with friends that i that i love um when i started this i had just graduated college and i was managing a motel i knew i did not want to do that for the long run and ultimately become a car salesman and then so forth and so forth while I was growing my own YouTube channel for the first little bit. And when I started, I said in three years, I want this to be my full-time job. And while it might be hard to believe my, cause my channel is, you know, significantly smaller than the rest of us. But at the same time, I do do this as a full-time job. I'm gracefully employed by great uh, Christian television network. And I run a channel actually we actually just had a great milestone. We just crossed 400,000 subscribers on the channel that I run for this company. So it's given me the opportunity to do a lot of good things. Uh, not necessarily, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of my college degree I got, but the skills that I've learned from YouTube has benefited me in a great way to having a great career that I have now. Yeah, it's been it's been quite the journey. I remember I said at the time in 2018 after I joined that sh- this show and we started doing this stream on a weekly basis is that was the most fun year I'd had on YouTube up to that point. I've been doing this the longest, not to like date myself, but I've been doing this since like You've been around since for a while. 2012 and mm-hmm. it was 2018 was the most fun year. 2019 was more fun than that. 2020 I mean, it was up and down because it was 2020, but the yeah. highs were still really high. And then this year has been fantastic. Getting to do that show in person in Nashville earlier this year. That was the first time I'd gotten to do the show in person with you guys. And that was hilarious. That was outstanding. So uh, it's been a fantastic year. It's been a fantastic four years. And next year, we're going for the half decade mark, the five year. What is that? Like, you celebrate like your 10 year anniversary, 25 years, 50 years. What is five Ooh. years? It's got to be something, right? I've all, I just realized that too. Yeah, we've been doing this for nearly half a decade now. Jesus, that's a weird way of putting it. It's crazy. I mean, it's a fact, bro. Season five is next year. This is nuts. Wow. Crazy. It's going to be weird. And I think two years, I'll have a 10 year high school reunion and I'll have to tell people. And I was one of the more quiet people in our high school class. You know, everyone's going to ask you, what do you do now? I'm a YouTuber. You're a YouTuber? I don't think I'm even going to go to mine. I don't care. I see my channel. They can see my channel. Yeah, but this wouldn't be a thing without the platform. Like we talk about how we all are able to sit here and talk about racing and do all these fun things. But really, 
it's the chat. It's most of our consistent viewers who interact with us on Twitter, on YouTube, everywhere, all these different comment sections who built this community up for what it is. We put some content out there. We sit here, we stream, we talk, but you guys that keep it interesting. Y'all submit the fan questions. Y'all keep the chat lively. Y'all make things interesting. You make friends with each other. We've gotten to meet some of you. It's really about the people watching the show on a regular basis. There's people that have been watching the show for years. I think that's nuts. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. So we wouldn't be anything without your tremendous support. Uh, don't mean to keep going off. We're going to keep repeating ourselves at this point, but unless y'all have anything else, we can start to wrap this up. This has been a fantastic year. I want to thank everyone for the support. I just want to say really quick, this has been a blast. It's been a blessing from above, man, just be able to do this, you know, for almost half a decade now. It's crazy. But, you know, we have more to come. A lot of plans for next year for season five. You know, I'm, I want to say them so bad, but we can't. We have to plan them out first and all this stuff. You'll just man, have got, to wait. Yeah, just you'll just re- have to wait until next year. I just realized for next year, if Eric, if you're cool with it, I can probably tell them what we got going for next year uh, for start out for, for for what exactly yeah i'm not for sure the, we're going for with the this. start for the start of the season uh sure like when we'll be oh oh, so, oh okay that's yeah you can tell them that <laughs> so i just re- i just realized what the date is and it's actually kind of crazy to me um so next year february 2nd 2022 on my channel wednesday night 8 p.m eastern time 7 p.m central that's season five premiere i didn't realize it's 2 2 22 Oh, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. That's, nuts. that's interesting. Like yeah. I just I looked at it. I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's pretty wild. Date. Isn't so that Groundhog Day? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, according yes. to yeah, the chat um, says it's Groundhog Day. Right? So February second, 2022, will be uh be the Wednesday right before the clash. I think. You know, so if, if we see our shadow, means no more podcast. Six more weeks of no podcast. That's what that'll mean. So <laughs> yeah, that's an easy date for the pod, for the uh, the fans to remember too. Two two twenty two. Yeah, yeah. market the posters write themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet deal. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, Jared said it right there. That's where you guys will be able to see this show again live. We might do some something here or there during the off season. I have no idea. Obviously, all yeah. four of us are uploading videos regularly and consistently all off season long. Yeah, at least somewhat consistently. We'll see. But uh, next year, February second, we'll be back. Thank you all so much for supporting the NASCAR Weekly Podcast all year long. Jarrett's got the Dale call. One final time. I'll start rolling the outro. I, I, I just want to say consistently, oh. I'm coming back next year. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, it kind of hurt. Up. That was yeah. right. Bye, everyone. Catch you on season Bye. five. Bye. Did y'all hear Danny oh. just like scream? Yeah. Did y'all <laughs>
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.